Welcome back to the Ek Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, an audience scrambling to get out of the theater, Jay. Known as always as my co-host, a train hurtling towards them, Z. How are you doing today, Z? I'm doing alright. I don't have train cinema these days. Yeah, you know, it, it ought to go back to its roots, you know? Yeah, it's crazy there was a time where people were like, that train's going to slam right into us. They couldn't grasp motion pictures, and now they're, they're all dying. Stupid. Um, they must but, have got the dumbest people around to do that. Right. I mean, it's. I guess it's. it's we just have no concept for it. But Yeah, it's... I, they didn't have sound back then, right? Yeah. For movies, so wouldn't that clue you in? Wouldn't you hear the train if the train was... So the angle of it... I mean, they saw it turn on, presumably. I just can't. That seems like it's probably just kind of like a fabricated myth over over time, surely, right? It has to. If it's not, God help, Lord help us. I meant, yeah. Get one of those guys and make them watch Kills the Flower Moon. That's right. And he'll just be really racist, I think. Also, they'd be like, this, what is this? The future? This hasn't happened yet. This has not occurred. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, is it science fiction? <laughs> yeah. A bit of speculative fiction, all right. <laughs> See how this goes. You squeezing blood out of your thumb again? It's coming off. Your whole th- thumb now? Yeah, it's gonna come off eventually. I know, but it's on its way. You know, you see it like. You see it like I can't. Out. You're you're putting it in such a way where it's obscured by all things. Yeah, that's pretty gross. So, listeners, I hope you enjoyed that part where we kind of examine the wounds that Zach received. I've received a wound. You see my little wound? Sure. Got it from a glass uh, beaker. Just right. shattered in my hand. Cut my thumb. I was squeezing it too tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I caught in a mixer, and the mixer shattered it in my hand. That'll do it. Yeah, before I could realize. So today we're talking about <laughs> Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes. Well, that's the first thing we're talking the about. The Ballad of Songbirds. The Ballad of Songbirds. Snakes. This, this, is, this is exciting for us, Jack. We talked about the trailer for it, and I think we, we were I think we were both pretty positive on the trailer. Yeah. And now it's here. I feel, in a very real sense, Jack, I feel transported back in time. I really do. Do you? Like I'm, like I'm in 2012 once again. I don't know. For some reason, something about this... I, don't, I couldn't. I couldn't say. I just possibly could not say what it, exactly it is, because um, we've seen lots of stuff on this show by now, right? That's like nostalgic, and and we have our you know <clears throat> fond memories for memories for for different aspects of it, and, and it ties back to different things from different points of our life, kind of thing, and so on and whatever. But something about this movie brought me right back to the time and place of the Hunger Games in 2012, and what a what a time that was. We were talking about it, right? But yes, we were. That was. What a moment in time and space that was. The Hunger Games, it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably, I may be overstating it to say this, but I don't know that I am. Is there anything, is there any like piece of media that has been so like, just really by its lonesome, created such a such a trend in the genre like that did? I mean, I'm sure there are. Dragon Ball? What did Dragon Ball make? Dragon just Ball like, Z? Just like Shonen anime? Yeah. Dragon Ball Z like is the progenitor of all most Shonen tropes. Okay. That's cool. But, that's, but that one's from the 80s, mm-hmm. so that's, they're very far apart. I mean, again, I might be overstating it a little. It's not that it's the first thing to create something like that, but it's like... On such a wide scale. And and that's the thing, right? Teen Dystopia became such a big thing for so long. Oh, yeah. Like, when like Twilight was a thing and everyone tried to make, you know, Girl Falls in Love with... Mystical Creature. Mystical Creature books or whatever. I, none of them really caught on, right? Did any of them catch on to the even a tenth of... The extent of Twilight, no, I don't think no. they did. I couldn't think of a single one. Um, whereas, like, there were some other people, some other, you know, stuff that found success in that genre. But Hunger Games really kicked it all off, man. What a time that was. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, there's, like, all t- there's like literally dozens of, of video essays on YouTube about, like, this is the teen dystopia era. What a time, huh? You remember that? 
And I do, man. We all when we all use Tumblr or knew about Tumblr. I knew I was aware of Tumblr. I, I knew people who used Tumblr, but I didn't understand it. I didn't. You know what? I, I'm just gonna say, Jack. I didn't think it was for boys. And yeah, it, was it ever? I don't think it was. So I don't think it was for us. And that's all right. As preteen boys, I don't think we were supposed to go on Tumblr. Cause, well, because we had YouTube, and YouTube is for boys. Yeah, YouTube's for boys. Yeah, we, it's a good point. Yeah, we had YouTube. So, <laughs> but um, so what? Are, what? Are, what's your relationship with the? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do the thing I do, Jack. I'm gonna ask that question I often do. What? What is your relationship <laughs> with the Hunger Games? What do you got? Well, uh, so I read all the books, but I never saw any of the movies. So if if you can even believe that, we must have talked about this when we watched the trailer. But I've I've forgot it, and I guess I. If I had remembered, I would have made sure. I would have made you. I do that thing I do. Where I made you watch them. Yeah. So I can't. I'd, that's on me, I guess. That's fine. I didn't need. I didn't need more things to watch this year. But um, like what the fuck, man? Like what do you? What, do you, what never, do you have to say for yourself? Uh, the same thing. I always How did do. you not? Because I was like, man, remember that moment, that time that we all lived through, and you were like, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I was like, so you saw them, right? And you were like, well, in this, in what sense? I I I saw that they were out. Knew of them. What are you doing, man? Why didn't you watch the Hunger Games? I just never. I never did. I don't know. I just never had. It's so weird to me that you. I'd say you've, you've got to be one of the only people ever who was like, "Man, I'm gonna read them and then just never watch them." Because that's why we all read them, right? Because it was a thing. It was like a moment, like I said. Yeah. Like I've previously alluded to here, it was like a. I read them. I read them all the way through, and uh, I think my mom bought me the box set, mm-hmm. and then I read them. And I never watched the movie. That's cool because my box set. We have the same box set, asshole. Got that at a garage sale. We have the same kind of box set. That's the exact. I've told you this. It's the exact one that I have in my I house. Don't think that can, I don't think that could be. Okay. Um. So yeah, I have not watched any of the movies. But conversely, I did not read the book that this movie is based off of. But I did see the movie. So I think it's a fun little swap, and I will never remedy it. I also didn't read. <laughs> I also didn't read this book. But um, I mean, do you like the Hunger Games? I like the first two. Mm-hmm. It's only the last one. Yeah, the last one's bad. But That's I whatever think so. I only don't. I don't like it because I'm like, oh, because of the reasons everybody else does. I like it from my memory of it as a 13 year old boy. Where I was like, they killed. Spoiler. Finnick. How yeah, we want to spoil the Hunger Games. Mockingbird. Hey, there could be 12 year olds listening. Mockingjay. Whatever the fuck that one's called. Right there. You can read it. It's Mockingjay. Mockingbird's just a real bird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's bad. No one really likes it. I, I don't think that's a controversial opinion or like even. I think it is just kind of correct. Well, I think she just kind of fumbled it a little bit. But like, there's stuff to enjoy there. And um, the thing about the Hunger Games is that it really is. A, it's not. I don't. Know, it's not perfect. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I don't even think I would say it's not good. At least the first two, I think, are good. Um, I was just saying it's not perfect, but also it really is probably the best of it. Like, I don't know. There's probably some shit I've never heard out there that's actually excellent or whatever. But by and large. Most of what most of the copycats that it spawned are just like like dog shit, right? Like Divergent. Yeah, like Divergent's much worse than, than and I've read all those too. I only I read the first hundred pages of the first one and I went, This is terrible and I set it down. Um but the Hunger Games I genuinely think is is good for a number of reasons. It's got stuff going on and it's interesting and it's not again, it's not perfect, but like it's also kinda not perfect in the way that like Harry Potter isn't perfect, right? And like J.K. Rowling definitely has some flaws as a author. Um, and I think Suzanne Collins has similar ones, but ultimately I, I think it's pretty solid all the way through and it, yeah, I don't know. It is, it is kind of admirable, I guess, commendable that it spawned the thing it did. And then that same kind of, um, momentum did transfer into the movies, right? These were really yeah. successful movies. Um, they're pretty modestly budgeted, especially the first one. I didn't realize like, cause it's just not a thing that I would be aware of because, you know, for our whole lives, basically, um, 
Lionsgate has been a thing, but like this was the, the Hunger Games was like the biggest Lionsgate movie ever at the time. Really? Like as a studio? Yeah, they just weren't hmm. like a. They were doing like Saw movies and like you know low budget like horror movies and shit a lot of the time. Like so, they were a Bloomhouse. Yeah, kind of. I I guess I really don't know, but um, yeah. So the Hunger Games was the biggest movie. The the second one, second Catching, biggest Catching Fire. Yeah. Um, remains the biggest Lionsgate movie ever. Like so. Wow. Yeah, I, again, because I, I feel like we've seen a bunch of their shit since then, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm, well, I guess they're still, yeah, I don't know. I guess they do still do a lot of horror movies and stuff. Did, I think they did the, the one this year, right? Cobweb. No, that's not the one I was thinking. Maybe I'm thinking the wrong one. I think probably thinking of a different studio. Oh, because they look like John Wick. Oh, they do John Wick. I love John Wick. I do love John Wick. So that was new for them. So maybe John Wick supplanted them by now, actually. It would have had to. The, the new John Wick might have supplanted them. Um, but still pretty good to hold on. Silent Night, we gotta go see that. Which one, Silent Night? Is that the one with the guy who plays Rick in Suicide yep. Squad? Yep, 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 yep. They're just kind of like Violent Night with no Santa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. But anyways, um, so this one, it's this a prequel, right? Yeah, follows so prequel snow. movie to the prequel book. It's it's snow. It's President Snow. It's his. Oh boy, here we go, snowing again. And um, man, I I really liked it. Yeah, I did too. Uh, that it does that thing. It doesn't, I should say, it doesn't do that thing that I feel like some of these fall into, um, like backstories or even prequels, where it's like, actually, the villain, he was a blameless lamb of a boy all along, and actually, one terrible thing happened to him, and he never got over it, and he became the worst man ever. In this movie, Snow's kind of a piece of shit, kind of, he's a piece of shit the whole movie, mm-hmm. uh, and for believably, it's pretty reasonable why he's the way that he is, mm-hmm. and he just kind of gets warped and worse as time goes on. To totally agree. Eventually, become the snow we know him today, which obviously builds a lot of connective tissue between these two things. Not because we were both, I think, worried about that, and like the trailers and stuff. I don't know. If you kind of get the sense you're like, are they gonna they downplay it a bit? Like, is he just kind of like a good guy in this? Like, what's how's this gonna work? Because mm-hmm. there's this love story component and stuff, and and how does that all work? And and yeah, I think I I was really pleased with like the depth of the characters in the story in this. I really was. Like, again, it's not. I don't know. I, I almost feel like I have to like caveat it <laughs> to be like, I know she's not perfect because I know she isn't. But at the same time, it's like, man, this really is quite solid. I, I was pleasantly surprised by this. Mm-hmm. And um, something we'll probably get to more. But like, it's, it's a phenomenon we've talked about with a number of different stuff. Is I know people like to make fun of the Hunger Games movies for not being um, the most deep movies by far. And especially with their like the, the social and political kind of commentary of it. It's like it's pretty, it's pretty surface level, right? It's not actually... The most ingenious stuff ever conceived. Um, but you got to remember, they are. It is young. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? It's young adult dystopia. Like, you know, they're marketed to, and there's no, you know, the Hunger Games has no um, illusions about that. Yeah, like it's who it's for, and it's all right to have stuff for younger young adults and stuff. And it's, it, but like, it doesn't. It's not super dumbed down either, right? No, there is certain ideas here, and also it's like it's for young adults, but it doesn't pull any punches in terms of like. Obviously, violence and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and though the dark theming of it. Right, right. Yeah, she gets, she gets fucked. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so this, the actual setting of this is 10 years after the war ends. So a good, like, 65 years prior to the events. Yeah, Hunger Games. And Snow is at the end of his, end of, like, Capital High School. Or Capital High School, yeah. Whatever they call it. And he wants to get, his family's super poor from the war, but his dad was, like, a big, important general. So he's keeping up airs and pretending to be super rich. Uh, so we can go to the school and like get this big grant from some fucking guy who runs the school or something. 
Uh, What's his classmate's dad? Yeah, classmate's dad who like gives a bunch of money. Um, But then it's like, hey, no one's getting the money. Actually, it's not based on grades. We're doing a new thing to get everybody to watch Hunger Games. We're doing the mentor program. So it's so it's the tenth Hunger Games because they've been obviously the war is over, so they've been doing it for ten years. Uh, and they each get a person from the districts. And everyone's pretty pissed about that because they're shitty capital people and they don't want to deal with the filthy district people. Uh, so she, he gets uh, Lucy Gray from District 12, who is a singer, and uh, she's a real firecracker. And he's like, well, I got to make this girl work or I'm going to lose no money and our family's going to fall and I'm going to be for nothing. So she's been this whole movie kind of trying to save her and like get her to win the games. The first two parts of the movie. Yeah, first two parts of the movie. Um, but it's something about this. Um, I kind of forgot. I, th- I think we knew at one point, and I forgot and didn't bother to check before we watched it. It's a long ass movie, isn't it? It's, it's two and a half hours. It's almost. It's more. It's more. It's over two two forty five. I thought it was two thirty eight. Maybe you're right. I think it's two thirty eight. It's still pretty long though. Oh yeah, that's 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 getting that's making a running start at three. You know. Oh yeah, it's making a it's trying to fight get with the Batman on that. I was like, man, I've I've seen more like three hour plus movies in the past. You know, two years than like ever before. <laughs> I really would like it to stop. You're right. It is 238. That's wrong. That's bullshit. Fuck yeah. I was rounding up 238 to 240, up to 245, <laughs> up, up to, to almost 350. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's almost three hours. <laughs> it is almost three hours. In and a that's lot of basically ways. three and a half. It is almost three hours. <laughs> this movie's basically longer than Killer the Flower Moon, but it, it is long as shit. And there, there's quite a bit to it, I think. I, I do think it justifies it. I don't think it's terribly paste or anything right no. i don't think it really drags at any point um only really it only kind of drags when you know how long it is you're like all right how long how much longer do we got left well i would say especially if you have expectations based around this series once you get to part three and then part three is is still you know fully another third almost of the movie mm-hmm. you're like whoa because <laughs> the hunger games happen and then you're like oh geez and then it just keeps going but um so yeah we get we introduced to him and i again I'm, i was pretty like with the depth of him at all i don't know i i think he's is interesting and obviously the thing about it right is that i think this is just human fucking psychology he's the protagonist so you're you are inclined to root for him yeah you see his direct struggle and you see his whole life from yeah. his perspective well in the and he is yeah he is obviously worse off and and their situation is kind of like pitiable right and he's got his grandma and yeah. he's got his um his cousin hunter schaefer's his cousin T- tigress or whatever the yeah. fuck Something like yeah, that. That's stupid ass name. So everyone in the capital. Well, as we mentioned in the beginning, it's revealed that he was alive during the war. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. So he he's like has that post war experience of like starving and eating paste and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So he kind of has a special not vengeance, but like disdain for people in the districts, as most of these people probably do at the time from the war. Yeah. It's like we need the Hunger Games to punish them because they deserve it. For anything, he seems to have less of it though. This is this is something I observed about his character upon like th- thinking about this movie today i don't know if he has any conviction at all oh no like i don't think he believes or cares about anything yeah throughout the movie i was trying to think i was like is there any point where he shows like yeah like any besides care about anything besides other than self-preservation successful? yeah he just has pure ambition and, and nothing else and that's not really a you know anything on, on unto itself right yeah it's just a means to an end so tigress or whatever her name is is um Ah, she's kind of like his conscience, right? Yeah. She's like, hey, maybe we don't do the Hunger Games. She's like, no, no, I'm going to make them better. She's like, they kind of suck. I think they're just people. I think they're just young kids like we are, actually, in a lot of ways. In a lot He's of like, ways. like, eh, who cares? 
Who gives a shit? And he's like, man, I think she's just scared. And he's like, eh, fucking, I don't know. Put her in a bu- put her in a tree with the best. Let the best get her. He's in. Obviously, well, at the very end, she's he's got a line and stuff. But yeah, it, even in the beginning, right? Because at first, like I said, you can get lulled into that, right? Like, oh, he's you know, and he he is different from his peers. Mm-hmm. right he seems to be somewhat a cut above them and again he is like pitiable in that you're like oh he isn't rich and has it easy right he he's working hard and he's struggling for it and and he's trying to make it through he's, he's kind of putting up airs regardless and- but i think the putting up airs and stuff is ultimately upon like again um reflection kind of reflection i was like that's that's more to, that's like also detestable right the fact that he th- he thinks himself above them the whole time, like especially when he's talking to Lucy Gray and stuff, he's like, "Oh no, they suck," and I actually I'm not like them. But then to their faces, he just goes around pretending. Yeah, right? un- unlike his friend who openly is who, against again, him, has convictions maybe. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "I don't even like that guy." They go, I just like barely tolerate him. And he's talking to his stupid, vapid classmates right about how like <laughs> the waiter made 15 steaks for breakfast this morning and I couldn't possibly finish them. I threw them all away. <laughs> And then my butler said, oh, you can take the day off for reaping day. I shall walk to school. I should get the fresh. And he's like, but it's all bullshit. Yeah, because he has to, because he doesn't have any, we see he he doesn't have any food. His Yeah, meanwhile, he's like, Tigress or whatever is like, oh, did you eat those potatoes that I starched your shirt in or whatever? And he's like, nah, nah, I don't even, Give him gotta save those for later. <laughs> Give him to grandma. Like, they're as poor as shit. Yeah, they, they, he makes, she makes the buttons for his uh, shirt out of like the tile. Yeah. And someone immediately knows, like, it looks like your buns are made out of tie. He goes, oh, it must reminds me of the maid's room. <laughs> oh, yes. So the fact that he he, he dislikes his classmates, and again, he does think himself above them, but then also doesn't really care to, like, tell it to their faces, because, again, he just doesn't care. He just has no conviction. He wants to get to the top. He's just like, well, this is better for me if I can just kind of fit in with them. Yeah, you can't fall back on anything. He's the worst. And so we're introduced to uh, Peter Dinklage, something high bottom. Yeah, some real fucking Harry Potter ass name. What do you What do you think of that? That they all have go- do f- dumb names because, like, I, I, to me, it's kind of the whole Hunger Games thing, right? Yeah, they all have kind of silly, stupid names. It's all dumb, but I think it's kind of fun. It's it's distinct. The thing I told you, right, is that the Hunger Games at this at this moment, right in time, in in the year twenty twenty four, year of our Lord, year of our Lord twenty twenty four, the Hunger Games feels kind of generic because so much of it has been done, repeated, and done again, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I do feel like it is distinct. Because it set that groundwork, right? And I do think that it has, and, and this is both from the books, but also I think the movies in a big way, right? I think the, the Hunger Games movies are a lot like the Harry Potter movies in that they set a, a distinct, genuine, like, visual aesthetic for these this universe that is totally, like, Unique baked to into it. it now, right? Yeah. Like, at least for me, I mean, maybe other people are different, but when I think of the Hunger Games, if I, like, wherever to read them again, I have no doubt that I would think of the movies and the depiction right mm-hmm. the capital the and the silly outfits and the silly outfits and everything family tucci and, but the fact that in the in the um districts they all dress like it's the 40s or something yeah like i don't know to me that's all distinct and it's dumb and it doesn't make sense i think i we even talked about this in the trailer right like it's all the future the like i looked it up future. i think it's supposed to be like 300 years in the future kind of thing and so why is it that this movie which takes place like you know, Six, only 250 so, some years in the future. Why does it look so, like, different? And old-timey. And old, It looks old-timey compared to us, right? Like, why do the peacekeepers in this world have, like, 1950s guns in this movie? Except then, 60 years from now, in their universe, they're going to have, like, 
Future laser. 2000s yeah. guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, all guns that we have now, right? Like, it's, like, wh- what happened? Like, it's, it, you can't really think about it too hard. And, and it's like, why do they have weird art deco trains? Yeah. They have old timey, like, boxcar trains with full of bats and But then they're going to have monorail trains in the, in the, yeah. it's like, but they still have drones because there was a future war and there was probably nuclear holocaust at one point. Like, it's all, you just probably shouldn't think too hard about it. Yeah. There's not enough clues to give you an actual answer. So it's like, don't try to piece And ultimately, up. it's probably not that kind of universe. Yeah. Right? Like, again, it, it's not a Fallout kind of thing. It's, I, I don't think it's, I just don't think it's necessarily like that well thought out. And that's mm. not even a criticism of it. I just don't think it, I don't think it has to be. That's, that's fine. That's the point of the story it's trying to yeah. tell. Yeah. I don't think everything needs to be that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was it? Oh, so High Bot. Because <laughs> it's like they all have stupid names and it's kind of dumb, but it's kind of fun, right? Like, yeah. I like it, I guess. Name your guy. Corleonis or whatever the hell, and his That's cousin's it. Tigris, and the one is they're all named after like weird Greek god, yeah, Sejanius or whatever the fuck. He's I called. hate that one. That's the worst one. Yeah, we're gonna call him Plinth, I think, for reference. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I can't. I, it always sounds like they're tripping over their words when everyone says anyone says his name. But so he shows up, and he's he's credited as the founder of the Hunger Games, and he hates his life. He drinks morphine. He's, yeah, he's always drinking morphine, and he's kind of a, a bit of a grump. And you're like, why does he dislike Snow? Because at this point in the movie, I was like, ah, oh, come on, Snow seems all right. What are you hating on him for? Um, then we get the great exposition where he goes, your dad was my best friend. That was dumb. There was some lines in this that were, were not great. So, sometimes the writing was a bit like, yeah, that. But in, again, in general, I was pleased with this movie, so I can't. I would say that being one of the earlier scenes. <laughs> got out of the way. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, is this going to be bad? Yeah. I kind of said a bad taste in, in the mouth, right? But it got through it. I think most of it was, was better than that, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. So we get him, we get Viola Davis. She's having a great time. She's doing I, great. She's, she's either having fun doing this or she just is a good actress, which uh, which which she is. Yeah, of course. She's a good actress either way, but either she's just pretending and, have, and, and able to pull it off or she is actually like, may as well have fun with it. Yeah. I don't she, know. She she have fun with it? I it, she it, the type to have fun with it? I think so. I don't know. Sometimes she always has to play the serious Right. Stern talking one, do a bit of acting, but she can do a bit of fun acting now. I think so. Two colored eyes, crazy hair, make a bunch of snakes that are rainbow color with deadly poison. She's like fucking, what's his name from the Seneca Crane or whatever he's called? Seneca something. I don't know. You know, the guy who, the games master from the first movie. I don't remember. They kill him at the end because he, it's <laughs> the game. Because he whiffs it. Yeah, he whiffs it bad. Uh, but him. What's Bentley? That's who plays him in the movie that you've not seen. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but so she's the games master and she's like a crazy, you know, evil scientist type character. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, she's got a whole menagerie of like weird hybrids and jars. Yeah, all those weird hybrids that they have from the movie, from from the rooms. So all the tributes get there. We get the drawing scene. Um, when we're introduced to Lucy Gray, I thought this was good. Lots of singing in this movie, which I think is fun. Obviously, secret musical? She's, she's good at it. It is kind of a secret musical because it's Rachel Zegler and she's good at singing. Yeah, her breakout, her debut role was one of her three roles yeah that was a crazy revelation we had we were i was just like man what else have i seen everything because we were like making fun of shazam 2 because this is obviously a, a this is a better movie than shazam 2 and um i don't know it just came up and then we and then i looked and it, those are all three of her movies it was west side story shazam 2 and this just funny we've we've covered all three of her covered her whole acting career her whole acting filmography on on this show which is fun so yeah, they've made her sing in two of her movies already. And why not Shazam too? That, that couldn't have hurt that movie any more than it already. It couldn't did. have. No, it's bad enough. But like you said, a bit of a firecracker. You know, in in some ways, she's a bit like Katniss, right? But also very different, I think, in a lot of ways too. Which is yeah. 
she's obviously from District 12, and she's a bit of a, like, I guess a rebel. But the thing about Katniss is she really isn't, is she? No, she kinda, she's not much of a rebel. She's, she's kind of forced in her situation. And, yeah. I don't know. They're both, like, from District 12. <laughs> like I said, they're... But then, like, where Katniss is, is uh, obviously more outward, like, I've got a bow and arrow, and I'll shoot you. She's just singing. Lucy Grace very not much, much not that. But she's no. also got her own kind of... Her own power. Spunk to her, as we see. Yeah. Uh, and this Hunger Games, obviously, is a little different, because it's the one of the ten, first ten. Because uh, it's just in a big fucking arena, like the Coliseum. And it's just in a flat, no obstacle arena. And they just kind of all kill each other within, like, 20 minutes. So, uh, I think this is interesting. Um, oh, also the whole thing is that uh, before you say that is that nobody's watching them. That's another reason they have the yeah, mentors. Yeah. That nobody's watching the games anymore, and they're like, "Well, we might not. We, we're gonna stop doing. We might stop doing them because nobody's watching. So we need and to get the mentors to try to make it more." Peter Dinklage very much like that to happen. He's like, "We gotta stop doing this shit. This is actually kind of awful." Well, I mean, we don't really learn that until the very yeah, end, but it doesn't matter because Peter Dinklage is outwardly like, "You guys gotta fix it." Yeah. Although even then he's kind of like critical of like maybe we should just stop like but more so like oh this is a waste of time don't we think why are you wasting my time with this mm-hmm. less of like a any kind of ideological reason. And Viola Davis loves it. She yeah. can't get enough of it. Uh, Jason Schwartzman's also there. He's having a grand old time. He's like your uh, Stanley Tucci type. Yeah. L- fucking something something lucky man. I don't even know. Spieselman. He's Weatherman. Could, from what I could tell, I don't even think he's in the book. No, <laughs> or maybe he's in the book. I don't know. This Hendrickson's for play a funny little guy. Um, which again, it was like I was like, I like this guy. He's fun. He's just doing the Stanley Tucci thing again. It was a lot of nostalgia for me. I was like, man, this is just like I remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so good stuff. The thing, right? I was gonna get at. So, how do you think this does as like a prequel, right? Because there's a couple like big things that I think like couple couple pitfalls that prequels can fall in, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like just kind of doing the same stuff. But in the past, yeah, and doing that thing that uh, that prequels do, where they feel the need to shoehorn everybody in the, and like know. explain everything and set everything up for the future original thing, right? How how do you feel this does in those fronts? I think it does uh, pretty well. I think it est- it builds the world enough that it's not just like here's everything that happens next. It does like build it in because obviously we see snow, but I think it enhances it kind of. Because, uh, well, obviously, uh, spoilers, I guess. I don't know if it's even really a spoiler, but, like, Snow writes in, the like, the middle part of the movie or the beginning, he writes a bunch of changes to the Hunger Games to make it, like, to make them more, more exciting. Yeah. To get the people to and watch. And all those are the, we can assume, are what continues to be and how he runs his Hunger Games. So it makes him more, I guess, more dastardly as a villain instead of just being the face of the capital. He is literally the creator of the torment. It's kind of horrific. Yeah. Like, like he's, the it's, implications of it. And, Especially, At first, the movie kind of just kind of like lets you stew on it, dwell on it. But then by the end, they they do have someone kind of just let out. We do that thing where you just kind of explain everything <laughs> for but, the, for for the people in the back. Yeah, but yeah, watching it, you're like, wait, he it's him because like Real Davis is like, these are great, these are good changes. We're gonna do all of these changes, and and she's kind of rattling them off, and you're like, wait a minute, these are all from the first from one. the movies. Yeah, and um, it's especially sinister as we've said, as we find out later, is that like it almost didn't like if. If they didn't do the mentor program, and if Snow wasn't so like merely focused, the Hunger Games probably would have stopped. Like they would have just stopped doing them entirely because they would they wouldn't have watched them. But now yeah. that they like make a spectacle of it, and they and then that only amps up over time, and especially as Snow leads them, it only gets worse. Only gets worse. I thought that was a super interesting yeah. thing to add in. Oh, absolutely. 
I think I think that really I think it kind of justifies its own existence because yeah. it, it makes him a more imposing villain as if as you read the the first one like the main series. And again, it's like I think I suppose it does toe that line of being like, is that too much to explain? Right to be like, actually, Snow is responsible for, for the whole Hunger Games. Can you believe that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, is it a bit much to basically say that? Oh, the, the villain, villain is- of the first movie is also. The villain of the whole thing. <laughs> he did the origin story of the Hunger Games, basically. Mm. Maybe. Um, but I thought it was interesting. And, and because of that, that means that this Hunger Games is, in a lot of ways, still very different. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the Hunger Games again, but it's it's very distinct from the one, the you know, the two that we get in the original trilogy, as it were. Right? Because yeah. it is the Hunger Games, but it's very much not as we, we've seen it, right? Because like you said, it's just a gladiatory arena, and bef- especially before the... Um, they get bombed by the rebels. They get bombed by the rebels, and that that creates more like, oh look, you can get up into the stands and you can go down these tunnels, kind of thing. But before that, it was literally just like, yeah, it's just an arena. No wonder no one watched. You just threw a bunch of people in there and watch them kill each other. Watch them kill each other. Yeah, it's a there's a fun not fun part, but interesting part because obviously in the movies, way in the future, the uh, pedestals are like rigged with bombs or there's explosives around that if you move, get, take step off, they explode. But in the movie, they just have peacekeepers be like, if you move off this spot, we're going to shoot you with our guns. <laughs> they just walk them all in there, and they're like, all right, stand there. Instead of being this elaborate tube thing that brings you up from the ground, and you're all there, and there's a big countdown from this fucking, you know, Hologram disembodied voice in the sky. It's just yeah. like, all right, guys, everybody stand on your spots. Don't don't fucking, come on, just don't move. We're, we're, I'm right here. Don't move for like- We'll t- see you if you move. They don't come even on, like guys. wait till the countdown finishes, because they can't be there when they start grabbing weapons. <laughs> yeah. They just kind of walk out the front. And they're like, all right, we're going to lock you in here. Have fun, kids. Yeah, have fun for as long as this takes. <laughs> it's absurd. But that's what's so, like, yeah, because it's like, no wonder this wasn't interesting, right? Mm-hmm. No wonder no one watched this because you just got a bunch of kids. You don't do anything with them. And then you just throw them in this room and just make them fight. And it's got to be done within fucking 20 minutes, right? Yeah. Every time. Because you don't believe before this. Every single one before this took 20 minutes, I have to believe. And they're like, all right, I guess we'll wait for next year. But it, like you said, like that's what makes him so. That's what makes it so fun. Because at first you're like, he's like, oh come on, we had to humanize them, right? We have to make them like make the the world see them as people. And you're like, oh that's interesting. I guess that's kind of. Ne- but then as it goes on, you're like, oh he's not doing it for any kind of altruistic reasons of yeah. of any kind. It's just so that he can succeed at this task that he's been given to get the money, yeah, right? To save his family. And it ends up being it's way more sinister, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. yeah, to be like, oh humanize them. And that's why people love watching it so much for the for the next sixty years is because they put faces to these to names, yeah, names to faces, and just and add this fucking personality you know, to it. And they go on talk shows and yeah, as, as it evolves, they add this fucking soap opera style drama to it all. That's just like horrific. <laughs> it's yeah, it's despicable. It's almost worse. Like you'd almost just be like, I'd rather you just kill me, right? Yeah, just put me in the ring and just have a girl. Just stand let me with a die with some dignity. Don't do this whole. Don't make a fucking show out of me. Which is like, you know, again, that's very much in the in the original mm-hmm. movies there, right? That's all baked into that story. Is like, she gets there and it's like, ooh, who are you dating, Peter? Are you kissing? <laughs> and then she has to do that fake thing in the second one where she's like, I'm pregnant with Peter's child, and they're like, oh, we horror. can't, we can't go in the oh, ring. Oh, I, what a tragedy of it. Is that gonna stop us from? From sending you in there and watching you when it happens? Well, no, but... No, but... Uh, won't I just be so sad about it? It'll be a real bummer when it happens. I'll have like, to record it. Like, they're all just... Yeah, they're... Oh, I can't wait to watch it from when I get home from my job. The puppy stomping fast. <laughs> the organ crusher. Like, it's just... They're just so horrible. Every one of them is so vapid and... 
Because, like, even the parts during this movie where they're, like, weeping, <laughs> the Capitol people are like, oh, I'm moved to tears by the drama of it. It's like, is that anything, though? They get mad you one guy horrible. Rip guy, rip, rips down the flag and covers the dead bodies with them. Like, he ripped down our flag. It's like, all those <laughs> children are dead. He rounded them up because his friend died of rat poison. That guy was interesting. Um, I was reading about, like, the book and the, the basically the way the Hunger Games unfolds, specifically in, in this, is a little bit different in the movie. I think maybe... For the better, in the book, perhaps in the movie, I think maybe mm. it's for the better. Um, because it like the snakes happen a little bit not at the very end, so then there's still a few of them kicking after the snakes. Oh, and she gets one of the snakes and just like fucking gets that guy with him with one. Oh, like she just kills him at the end. It didn't just go out instead of own. him having. Yeah, he has. I think more like dignified kind of. Yeah, he doesn't let her in this. He doesn't like follow their savagery. Exactly. Yeah, ba- that's basically. It. I mean, he kills. He must kill a few of them because he's a big he, scary guy. He, he got he's the highest runner. Yeah, he's the highest guy. But yeah, ultimately he's kind of above it in an interesting kind of way. He rounds them all up and sets them all out and lays them properly before the snakes show up. Um, but um, so she wins the Hunger yeah. Games. Yeah, she does win the Hunger Games when, when then, we get to the actual Hunger yeah, Games. We get to it. It happens pretty. Changes fast. are implemented. They do the drones bringing you water thing. But the drones are bad. <laughs> the drones suck. So they just kind of smash into the wall or like other people. So at yeah. one point he just sends like eight drones at once to save her. <laughs> and some of the water survives. And then he gives a rat poison at one point. There's a, uh, well, as we see in the Hunger Games, it's just even more fucked. Or I guess a fucked in a different way than how they do it in the future. Is instead of just like, here you live in a nice little place and we treat you all nice. And then we parade you around like a little like dog. Which again. Maybe worse. Right? Wor- maybe worse. They just put them in a zoo. So about it, put a, right. They put them in like an animal enclosure, like an open, exposed animal enclosure for like the two days before it starts. You know what I think the difference is? Is that like s- s- somehow putting them in a zoo and just ogling them is almost more honest, right? Yeah. Like at least they're coming by it honestly like, instead of what it gets to in the future where it's like, oh, we're going to take you and parade you around and bring you to all these nice parties where you can eat the food and we can ogle you in, in private. And then you'll die. And then you'll die. You'll still die, of course. You'll be the po- you'll you'll go from the poor situation ever to eating like pork for the first time, and then you'll have to die. You eight year old Rue, right. get out there, kid. And again, it's not subtle, right? There's that part in the first movie where it's like, she's like, oh, you take this, and like, what's that for? Is it like a pound cleanser? It's like, no, it's to it's to puke it. It's to puke up in the bathroom so you can make room for more food. And it's like, could you be more comical? Yeah, like, what is mean? this? <laughs> but you know. Because obviously food is such a symbol in Hunger Games. In the hun- uh, literally, right? I mean, yeah. it's pretty. Again, it's not subtle. Pretty like, cut and dry. We do get some of that in this, because I mean, he—that's one of the things they bond over, right? He's like, "Oh, I was hungry too in the war. I had to eat paste," and they're like, "Oh, that's interesting." You know, but you forget the fact that your dad was <laughs> a general for the bad guys. But yeah, for, <laughs> forget the fact that you're on the other side of this cage. But whatever. <laughs> there's a there's a fun part where. Uh, one of because he's like we should all actually we should all go like hang out with them in the cages and like you know show they're human and one of his classmates obviously he's being a dick about it and like is like baiting a girl with like a bottle to like oh you want it and pulling her away but then obviously you do that with, I mean you do with animals they catch you a human's gonna catch you a little quicker catches her and then like smash the ball and just stabs her in the neck and kills his classmate and they shoot her mm-hmm. but it's like I mean hey she got one <laughs> yeah good for her she went on to her terms I feel yeah. She didn't have to die horribly. Could take one of them with her? Hell yeah. Not that gross ass. She'd have to be tainted by their games. She'd have to... Because, like, I I thought that was interesting. Even, like, the sort of... The villain um, tribute, right? Mm -hmm. Because you got to have one, right? One of them who likes it too much and is... Thrives in it. Thrives in it. She's kind of like their version of... Jack Quaid. (laughs) 
not Jack Quaid, the other one. But oh, Jack Quaid's like the secondary one. He's not the big. Yo, yo, he's not the big. He's from District Two. He's, he's from one of the. Yeah, he's, I think the main guy's from one District of the One because career he, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless, um, I I even thought she had like an interesting death at the end mm. when she's like, ah, oh, come on, I don't. Die. She says like, it can't be for nothing. I can't have killed them all for nothing. And it's like, man, even if she has like, you know. There's a little bit of something going on there. Yeah, because she wasn't like actually reveling in it. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I have to survive. And it's, it's, and I think she's like, it's unfair. Yeah, because like, fair. in all honesty, she probably should have won. Well, of course, yeah. It should have really been, if all, all things being equal, her and the guy who goes out honorably. Yeah. His name I forget. Because they were the only two who actually had Thresh the skills. Crasher, something, Reaper. Reaper, that's his name, yeah. Oh, right, I think he's from the agriculture one. They just call him like by what they do. Basically, yeah. Uh, but like obviously Lucy Gray gets all those advantages. She gets the drone. She gets the rat poison, and he and he cheats. And he, che- <laughs> and he cheats. He gets the tri- rat poison, and he gets the the snakes not snake to get thing. her. Which I feel like you need a little bit longer than two minutes with the snakes thing. But what do I know about snakes? Uh, yeah, they're magic. I think really meant to think about. Yeah, yeah, they're magic. They're made of magic snakes. So yeah, works well enough, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so then after Hunger Games, ends, well, maybe it wasn't even that. Maybe she literally just did sing to them. I think it was a little bit of comedy, a little comedy. I think that's how I feel, yeah. Because yeah. she gets this, the whole, she's got, the snakes are kind of her, well, she's the songbird and the snake. The songbird and the snake kind of, isn't he? Or is he the snake? I think they're both the snakes, maybe. I think they're, and maybe both the Well, I think bird. he's, well, the thing is, she's a songbird and he's a snake, but there's also literally lots of songbirds and snakes in this movie, just like the animals. <laughs> just like the animals. <laughs> yeah. Because she's repeatedly shown to be able to control snakes. Control snakes, basically, <laughs> with her singing. She's got Harry Potter-ass magic. Yeah, she does, kind of. Um, but yeah, so after the, the Hunger Games, because that's not what we're doing this movie. Uh, Peter Dinger's just like, hey, buddy, guess what we found on your girlfriend? Uh, your mother's little brooch thing. And guess what we found on the snake tank? The things with your goddamn fucking initials on it, asshole. Your dad's monogrammed handkerchief. And he was like... You couldn't have been more obvious <laughs> if you tried, dude. <laughs> dude, what the fuck? Like, I'm a little embarrassed. You were going to win that prize to go to college? You're an idiot. <laughs> He's like, it's very poetic because I hated your family. So now I get to, like, damn you with... Evidences of both your parents who I didn't really like at the end. So he's like, "You're going to the army, buddy. You've been exi- exiled for 20 years to district to the districts as a peacekeeper." Mm-hmm. So he gets he bribes his way to District 12 to try to find him. What do you think of this? Him bribing us because I, I I've, I've thoughts about this. I couldn't decide how to feel about like at this point in the story. W- w- does he actually like her? Because there's there's a part they have where um earlier on she has a part where she's like. Is it, like, are you doing this to win, or do you, do you want me to live? And he's like, well... <laughs> the rat poison part, right? Yeah. Is that the rat poison part? When he gives it to her in the cage. Yeah. Well, before they, they almost kissed for the first time there. I said all the same conversation. I thought there was a different conversation where she's like, do you want me to live, or do you want to win the money? And he's like, well, yes. <laughs> and then oh, that part, he's like, is this real, or am I just... Is this? Am I feeling emotions, really? <laughs> or am I just kind of, like, out for it? I have to feel them to, like, get through this. And I... Yeah, I think... I don't think he actually like loves her at all. I think it's very much like I'm not a, certain he's capable of it. Right? No, he's like a monster. He's like the worst guy ever. Even even before he became the president. Right. I think again. I think the only thing he feels at almost any point is ambition. Yeah, and he or just a, a strong sense of like I need to live. Just a, a yeah, sense survival, of, yeah, survival. Because as we see it later on. Like as soon as he's in trouble, he goes. I guess I'll. I guess I'll do this. Guess I'll do this. I have to do this to like get out scot free. Basically, he just wants to get where he's going with no problem. If there's any chance he could be torn down, he will just bail and go somewhere else. Uh, and his friend, as his, on his way to twelve, his friend shows up. He's like, you know what? You inspired me because at one point he kills a kid in the arena because they let him in. Uh, 
And he's like, you know, you inspired me. I'm going to go to District 12 and make a difference by being a fucking soldier. Yeah, because he goes in there to, like... Be a medic or whatever. Pay, um... Well, during the games, he goes in... We're just going to call him Plinth, because his Plinth. first name's stupid. Plinth, he goes... He sneaks in there to try to give, like, some kind of, like, death rights Funeral to rights, his... Yeah. To, the, to the guy who came from his district, because he was classmates with him, because he's from... District 2. He was from District 2 originally. He's, like, new money, basically, where his dad was rich enough that he got them to, like, move to the capital, even though they're not from capital. Because I guess it's literally that rigid of a system. It's it's, it's yeah. not clear. Again, it's not that kind of... The, the world book. building in this is not super elaborate at, at every no. point. Um, but he sneaks in there and he goes and gets them out. And the way he... Part of the way he does it is to be like, hey, man, you can do better. Like, you, your dad's rich, so you can actually have... You can affect real positive change on the on the world. He can't. He doesn't. 65 years later, it's still pretty bad. So yeah, The best thing that. he could have done was to let Snow die in that arena. Honestly, yes. He had killed Snow right then and there. He would have saved everyone. He didn't know it. Because he doesn't know that his friend has no conviction. Yeah, it actually maybe hates him. He's the only good guy. Yeah. He's the only one of... He's the only person in this movie, I think, that has any, like... Well, not the only person. Only Lucy capital Gray's person. Fine. He's the only... Yeah. He's the only decent man in the whole capital. Even Snow's grandma's super racist. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even racist. She's post-war like, grandma racist. Because it's incomprehensible. Because it's not even really a race thing in this universe at all. It's, it's like literally just a class thing. Yeah. The most rigid class thing ever of, like, the people who live out there, they're basically animals. They like, what are you even saying? Are you, are you, like, what? They make all the stuff you use. You're, you're a comical. Yeah. Post-war. there's really nothing. To, yeah. There's no, like, well, they're, this, they're from this race, or they do this, or they're this religion. It's literally just, like... Well, they live out there. They live out in <laughs> they're the... dirty. They're not. They're not literally right in front of my eyes, so they can't be good. <laughs> I could never see them reasonably. So, what, what good are they? But I did like that throughout the whole movie. He's just like, "Hey, is this wrong? Do we think maybe we're doing this wrong?" Everyone's like, "Nope." Maybe the games aren't successful because people don't want to root for them because people don't want inherently. To, people like, inherently think it's bad. He was wrong. Ultimately, he had too much faith in the rest of the capital because again, it wasn't that they were like appalled by it. They were just bored by they it. They never reason to care. As soon as he made it interesting again, they're like, "Yes, I love I'll this. eat this up. I'll Every eat this up year until I die for a hundred years." But he's like, I'll come with you, man, because you did me a favor, so now I'm doing you a favor. He didn't deserve that. No. So both go to District 12, and they're doing whatever. And they go to... The the town has let them go to their bars. (laughs) Why they fucking would ever do that? I don't think they have a choice. Yeah, they'd probably be like, we'll just kill you. We'll let you have these little... Because I had the same thought. I was like, if the peacekeeper showed up to your bar, wouldn't you beat them to death with your friends? kill them. (laughs) What if you beat them to death with your friends, then they're going to kill you There's one point where Snow gets into like the zoo van with all the tributes, and they almost kill him immediately. I like that part, because of course they would. I'm going to whisper to you. I was like, are they going to beat him to death? Obviously not literally, but like, are they going to try? And they did. They did try, because of course they would. They'd be like, we got him. They're like, we're gonna die anyways. Why don't we take this fucking fancy boy with us? And they did that would have saved everyone. <laughs> but um, and then they and then they go to the bar and she and Lucy Grace there and he's like, oh my god, Lucy Gray, I was worried about you. My I love, to, I you know, you, I wanted to know you were safe. So what I was saying before is like, I don't, I don't think that's why he went there. I don't think it's he went there because he loved her or really cared. I think it's like I think that was the last vestige of his conscience. <laughs> Just grasping at something because he's like, man, I whiffed it. <laughs> Not only did I fail, but maybe she, she I also took her down with me, in which yeah. case it all was for naught. Yeah, like, I just I, whiffed it real bad. She just died. I did not. I failed at my task. I didn't get the money. I didn't get the girl. Like I did, and I and I killed her maybe. But I don't really think he ever cared. 
No. I think, like I said, I think that was just the last scrap of his humanity, maybe. Was being like, man, I feel, I feel pretty, I feel doubly shitty about this if she also died. Then he meets up with her, and she, she has an interesting moment where she's like, yeah, I was talking to Peter Dinklage there, and he said it was like, you cheated and all this. <laughs> you beat a kid to death. <laughs> what was that about? He goes, oh, well, I had to, you see. He, he, she was like, he was real nice to me, actually. He gave me some money and was like, man, I'm glad you, glad you survived him. I'm not going to consider what that means too long. <laughs> I wouldn't think too hard about that. I read a fun song when you're pure, I think. Uh, and then his friend starts getting in with the the locals to do a little plot and scheme and rebellion. Do a, be, be a bit of a rebel. And Snow's like, you got to stop doing that. They're going to drag me down with you. Even though, probably wouldn't. And maybe they would, but like, just fucking... Well, I mean, they don't seem big on due process. No, that's true. They'll get anybody who's even close to him. He's kind of right. And the thing about Plinther is that he's a good guy and all, but he is... Very naive. Very naive, as it turns out, because he is like, oh, these are good guys. Oh, they're just going to run away and live live freely in the woods. They're not going <laughs> to fight their oppressors. And then he gets in there, and it's like, you guys you guys have been stockpiling weapons? <laughs> oh, no. It's the mayor's daughter and her and my girlfriend's ex-boyfriend, who they then all promptly get rid of. I love that element of it, that like her whole backstory, right? Which is like... The reason she's in the Hunger Games is because the mayor's daughter was like jealous of her and made her dead. And got him to, to die. just read her name. Crazy. Un- how unhinged. Uh, how crazy. How like you got it. You got her boyfriend. Like an average teenage girl. Am I right? <laughs> just a just a complete psychopath. As no. Just a remorseless monster. <laughs> Be like. So <laughs> she in the because we don't really have the full context in the beginning. But when when she gets in, she's like, "Sing your way out of this one, Lucy Gray." It's like, holy shit! They're just gonna go die in the arena. Are you a comic book villain? What are you, <laughs> fucking Doctor Octopus? Uh, you choose, Spider Man. <laughs> and the script puts a snake down her shirt. Then like a snake, and then the mayor punches her in the face. I, he does do that, doesn't he? And the peacemakers drag around. He's just ah ah. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready to go, boys. Oh, man. But they get rolled up in that, and then she, he has to shoot the mayor's daughter. And she's <laughs> like, I'm going to tell on you guys because I'm a bitch. <laughs> she's the worst person. She's, takes her down right in the back. She's yeah, he's like, oh, my God, down. you shot someone. And then the mayor's daughter's boyfriend. is like, I could get. Lucy Gray's ex-boyfriend is like, well, I'm just going crazy, I think. I'm going to get you, too. So then the other rebel guy shoots him, and is like, well, I didn't like them much anyway, so I guess I'm on your guys' team now. I get- I thought that was all brushed over a little quickly. I bet that's more fleshed more, out in the book. Yeah, a bit more fleshed out in the book. What what the exact dynamic there is? Because he's some kind of rebel guy, I'm sure. But I don't know why he was on their team. I guess because he knew like, well, we're all going down for this one if it gets out. So. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I can always recruit more people. So I'll just go like hide these guns and not tell anyone if you don't tell anyone, kind of thing. Yeah. But then obviously he gets out and they get everybody and they they get the rebel guy and then they're gonna hang the woman who they were in prison who they're gonna save. And it's a third get the, one. Uh, the origin story for the Hanging Tree song. Yeah. See, that's another one, right? Where it's like, does that tell the line? That that one's probably the more egregious to one. To be like, oh, you know, the hang, the Hanging Tree song from the from uh, Mockingjay, right? That like becomes the, it's a whole, it's a, it becomes a whole thing, right? It's like yeah. a symbol. It's like a symbol of their rebellion kind of thing in, in the third movie book there. So is it like, do we need the origin story of that song? That is probably more egregious, but even then, I don't think it was that bad. I think it had a decent enough justification i mean we we see it all play out right like that whole story of it, yeah the guy who is hanged like there's something to it at least it's not like have i ever heard you th- this old song that i wrote about a hanging like you know there's at least context for at least it we see it i think that's interesting yeah uh he gets he basically turns his friend in that's yeah, see in. that's where it's like because especially at that point in the story right when he does it it's before it really gets too bad 
that's just his ambition again, right? Yeah. This guy, the only good, the only guy who likes him, basically, right? The only genuine friend he has, again, despite how like shitty he was to him, and and the whole time he was duplicitous, duplicitous, and trying to have the, you know, instead the favor of his other like shittier, richer friends. <laughs> this guy is like cool the whole time. Come, goes out of his way to join him and be like, yeah, I'm gonna be with you and the peacekeepers for twenty years. Yeah, we're gonna to help out. you out because. I'm your friend, and you saved my life, and I'm. And then first chance he gets, he's like, "Well, it'd be good for me if I I'm turn this jabber guy in maniac." And then he hangs him, and then he his dying words of scream for his mother are echoed by the jabber jays as they fly around, just just eerie. Yeah, it is eerie. I thought that was really good. I was like, "Wow, yeah. that's that's freaky." And then we see uh, at least Snow is uh, still a human because then he fucking has a breakdown. He's like, he does. "I've he's, he goes through his stuff, and then he sees the picture of the two of them that he has that Plinth has in his." Uh, like boot locker, or whatever, foot locker, yeah. locker, and he just he's like, oh, what have I done? He's like, oh, jeez, I really, I sent my friend to die. I and did I, kill the only friend I ever. Uh oh. <laughs> well, time to go with my girlfriend, maybe. So this is again, this is like, yeah, and they have moments where they're like scenes where they're like, oh, let's go out to the lake and we're gonna sit around and, and swim and eat Katniss. They have like a um, <laughs> let's eat Katniss. It's a big deal. Um, they have like a Padme Anakin moment, right? Where where she's you know. Very similar, even, right? They're, like, sitting on a picnic blanket, and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I think the Capitol's cool, actually. At least there's order, and maybe fascism was okay, because at least... It, which is literally like the Anakin scene, right? Of, like, yeah. I don't know, maybe one person should be in charge of everything. Tell us all what to do. Wouldn't that be nice and easy? So, you know, you know the whole time he's really... Because she's like, even then, she's like, you, you sure? Like, you're actually okay with that? He's like, well, no, not like I wouldn't want to go back there kind of thing, but... Yeah. I only long for it desperately. <laughs> I only <laughs> wish I could have it so, so dearly. So then when it seems like they're going to get caught, mm-hmm. they're going to, the the mayor's out for her because he's convinced that it was her. And it, in a way, it kind of was. <laughs> she was related more more closely than he could possibly know. And um, they still have DNA stuff in this universe <laughs> at this point in time. So he's where they're going to get the gun and get his prints off it, I guess, and implicate him as well. So they're like... He's like, well, I guess I have no choice but to run away. Yeah, we gotta run. So I guess I'll go away with you in the least romantic gesture possible because she's just kind of like, hey, I'm leaving. And he's like, yeah, they're probably going to kill me too. So I guess I better just go with you, huh? Yeah, I was going to leave to officer school, but I won't do that anymore. She goes, huh, what'd you say? And he's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. it. So he gets to the cabin that they were in before when it was nice. And she, he finds all the guns like under some floorboards. He's like, oh, these are the guns. But he, he lets slip that he's he is at fault for his friend's death. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, I'm gonna go get some Cadmus, and he's like, well, didn't you say you, it's still raining, and you, didn't you say you shouldn't pick it now? She goes, mm, no, I didn't, and he kind of fucks <laughs> off, and he goes, I don't like the sound of that very much, mm-hmm. so he goes off in the woods to try to find her, and he finds the, like, shawl or whatever he gave to her from his mother, and she hit a snake under there, and it bites him, and he kind of has a fucking breakdown, and she runs away, and he never sees her again. Never sees her again. It's like a vet, like, he sees her running in the trees. Yeah, and shoots at her, but obviously I don't think he he hits something, but not her. Ah, it seems like it's like an earring of hers or something. Earring or like a metal band or something. Some sort of piece of jewelry or something that she like set up to like trick him. Could be that too. And then the sun, the the jabber days are in there, or the mocking jays. I don't know what the difference is. I never understood. I think the jabber. I think the mocking jays are what they call the Jewish people call them, and the jabber jabber jays. Are they not even different animals? Or maybe they are. Maybe, maybe mocking jays are mocking birds and mocking, jays. Are the jabber jays the genetically engineered version? I think so. I think the mocking jays can oh, mimic oh. sound, but or uh, 
You know, mockingjays are. I mean, are parents? mockingjays just mockingbirds? But mockingbirds don't copy when you sing, do they? No, they're not parrots. They're, yeah, that's too. Give it a go. It's exclusively male bird mutation created in the capital. They're set on neutral. They mean, if they heard it, they could repeat it, but would move the click on something. But they could be like, yeah, they could do the thing where they like use them to record. Yeah. With that, we def- everyone has, every one of them has a remote. Which seems a little weird, but. Seems like too many remotes. Are you sure you can't use the same remote, remote on multiple birds? No, because each bird had a different remote. Are you sure? How sure are you that? You know, fifty percent. Oh, so the mockingjay is a wild bird that came through the unintended mating of normal mockingbirds and oh, jabberjays. Okay, that makes sense. So they can—they probably have the ability, but not quite. Not quite. So they're like flying around, like repeating her singing, and he's going mad, and he's trying to shoot them all. And you can't. She's kind of taunting him, and he never sees her again. Goes off to school, and he becomes the the hero. They're we like, know it today. you know what? You killed the. <laughs> you you tr- betrayed your best friend and and you've this has all been a big test you've passed your trials the president has pardoned you and you're going to train under me and you've gotten everything you've wanted <laughs> isn't that great and your best friend th- his parents they say your son is dead now killed killed for being a traitor but you were such a good friend to him we would like you to have his fortune <laughs> and then uh Peter you've gotten everything you've wanted He's like, you look just like your dad in a bad way. Ooh. I actually thought this was a half decent scene. Because, again, especially in the beginning, I'm like, why is Peter Dinklage being a. He's just, he seems a little one note and weirdly evil. Like, not even evil, I guess, but he's weirdly antagonistic. antagonistic. And for the full kind of reveal of it is basically, he's like, you know, me and your dad basically came up with the Hunger Games. Mostly me, and then your dad's still the credit for it. And went and kind of put it out when. Basically, implying like he would have not actually shared it he, he says he like came up with while he, while he was drunk as like the most outlandish and horrible thing you could think of and then his dad took it and ran with it and was like this is what we should do and so he carries a lot of guilt basically for mm-hmm. the hunger games for the creation of it and he's like yeah man i was like real excited about the prospect of <laughs> it never ended if it going away and now thanks to you probably never will yeah and I really don't care for that. You're just like your dad, and, and we're all and the worst for it. You've got all these things, and, and no one will really know all the horrible shit you've already done, but... I will. It's kind of like the only solace I have is that you'll never know what happened to her, and maybe mm-hmm. it'll eat you alive. Yeah. But mystery. I don't think he cares enough. <laughs> I think that I think he just killed that part of him when he got bit by that snake. I think he knew he was... I mean, this is the second that he has it where he's like, wait a minute, I can just throw these guns away and then i can be fine i he can leaves. maybe just i don't have to run away actually instantly those gears start turning his head and was like well, maybe not maybe i don't have to live in the woods with you yeah if, if, as soon as he was like oh it's the last loose end she goes well what about me he's like what about you and he's like oh uh, i gotta go and it's like Ooh. not even 10 seconds pass he's like i guess i gotta kill this bitch yeah uh, basically poisons peter D- i thought peter D- was just gonna take his own lo- like he was just gonna down two or three of those at once okay. but it's just he leaves the morpholine or whatever they call it but it's just got the I guess the rat poison in it I don't yeah. know <laughs> something who cares snake. I was like why would you snake venom why would he take that I guess he's addicted <laughs> they want to kill himself probably well that's kind of what I thought but I think that's why it would be more interesting if he just did himself like, the yeah. guilt's overcome me I'm just gonna end it all here instead of being like oh you were poisoned oh, oh. got your ass got you bitch I guess he kind of underplays it because he's like, oh, this is all my friend's shit. I guess I'll just dump it here. Blah, blah, blah. So then he's like, oh, I, I have no reason to suspect that this morphine's been poisoned. But surely you'd still do. You ought to. After you just told the guy, I hate you. <laughs> and you're like the worst guy I've ever met. And I banished you out of here. And I've always hated you. And I've had contempt in my heart. And I've stopped. I literally told you flat out that you're not going to see any money. I'll make sure of it. 
Surely he won't poison me. I like the line where he's in his like fancy new apartment and he's got all his rich clothes and he's got everything he's ever wanted. And his grandma's like, ooh, you look so handsome. And then Hunter Schaefer's like, you look just like your dad. Because she's got that line earlier where he's like, ah, I gotta be a little, or whatever he's all angsty about, like being more like his dad or something. And she's like, yeah, man, I remember your dad. He was kind of horrible. Like, do you remember him? Like, <laughs> the worst guy ever. I don't think you were even old enough really to comprehend. But I remember, and I remember he was like, a, kind of a monster of a human. <laughs> a horrible tyrant. So, now he's, now he's just that. Bless you. Thank you, Jake. Now he's just that, man. And then, um, then we do Hunger I don't know, then we do the Hunger Games, I guess. We do the real Hunger Games. Ooh, we're so hungry. In a lot of ways, he gets everything he could have possibly wanted, doesn't he? Yeah, he wins. Which, I mean, I get, what do you expect, right? Yeah, he's got to win. prequel about the guy who, who wins you for the next You know because it's like, well, he becomes president. The president, he's not going to. For life. I think, yeah. I mean, like you said, at the onset, right? We were, I think we were both nervous potentially about the them making him overly sympathetic and overly nice and like you 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 did that out perfectly right yeah the whole like ooh, it wasn't even really his fault he didn't do anything wrong it was just one one bad day <laughs> could, was, it could happen to any of us he was a good little boy and then he was like i think i'll do tyranny and fascism for a hundred years i thought i really even like about halfway through i was i was like oh are they gonna do something as cliche as like they run away to 12 and they're happy together and they're having a good time and, and they are going to live a life and be happy and run away together. And then she's going to be like, I thought they were going to have her be killed in like a in like a rebel bombing or something. Oh, like, a, like an advert. Yeah. And then he'd be like, I hate the rebels with all my heart. I must crush them. Now I'll be the worst man ever. <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't do something as cliche as that. It was just like, no, nah, he ruined it because he was horrible the whole time. Yeah. It wasn't. He didn't get to have a cute, cutesy little love story. He and, can't and feel love. Because I don't know if he can feel love. <laughs> so war ruined him when he was a boy. And he saw a rabid dog and then that boy got bat rabies. And that's kind of interesting too, right? To an extent. To, to an extent. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, he's a victim of it all too, probably. Yeah. I he's mean, a victim of the horrible, corrupt society. Like, you know, the, the morally bankrupt world in which he was reared. Like, how else was he going to turn out, right? Like, yeah. what, do you, what else do you expect of him? Although, then again, his cousin also seems nice. to be decent. So. And his friend. And his friend's decent, so. Some people. But by and large, it's like, yeah, that's kind of the the point of it, right? Yeah. Societies like these, these like, you know, horrible, fascist, like, Dystopian you know, societies. You can produce characters like fucking Snow here. Especially when they reward him for being the worst man he's ever been. Oh, yeah. Right? Even Peter Dinklage, again, who, who turns out has a fragment of a conscious left himself. He's powerless to stop people like him from... You know, continuously succeeding, want. right? Yeah. So it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not a super happy ending, is it? No, it's not very optimistic. But I mean, we can rest. You know, with the knowledge that it ends eventually. He's like he's like um, torn apart by a mob at the end, right? So he gets his come up, right? <laughs> it takes a little bit. He kills a lot of kids along the way. Oh, oh, he kills countless. Not literally countless, because we you can do the math. How many? It's twenty-four kids, sixty-five times. 24. 24. Except that one year where there was double. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's like 66 years worth of kids. Okay. We'll do, we'll do. And then there's a year of adults. <laughs> but that's the 60. Well, that's so, do what, 65. Just do 65 times, times 20, 24 for me, would you? <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's a nice 1,560. And that's probably only, I'm sure that pales. Well, that's actually minus 65 because 65 of those kids live because they oh, win. Oh, good point, good point, Jack. So that's only that's a measly one thousand four hundred ninety five. 
So barely breaking. And I'm sure that pales in comparison to the 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 you know many direct and indirect vic- victims of his regime, right? Oh yeah, they killed way more people. They like they know. they leveled thirteen. So well, thirteen was already leveled. All right, that's true. Before his time, but they kill those people when they when the shit goes just south. constantly. They're just always yeah. like you know executing people and hanging them, stringing them up, and whipping them in the town square. You know, it's that yeah. kind of universe. It's old timey. It's like <laughs> it's like Andor. Yeah, it's like Andor. <laughs> God. But yeah, I don't know, man. Overall, I really loved it. I, I, I Something about it was very nostalgic. I was like, this world is dumb, kind of, right? Oh, yeah. But it's yeah. so fun. <laughs> why, why? We're all still in trains. It's very trains heavy, right? Yeah. Again, he gets to fucking, you know, Kentucky District or whatever. <laughs> West Virginia District. And it's like, look at this. We're all with you. I, I, I don't know if I emphasize this enough, but I really did like Rachel Zegler in this. She was good in this, yeah. She had a nice like, drawl to her. I think it's... it's or Appalachian. In, in it's, it's the same thing, right? It's a bit ridiculous, but I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah, she's having fun doing it. It's kind of turned up to 11 in a lot of ways. But again, also, her character seems to be that she's she's aware of that, right? Mm-hmm. She plays into it to her own advantage at almost every point, right? I think a lot of it is is her... Obviously, when she's in the Capitol, right, for you know attention and, and all that. But even when she's performing, right? Mm-hmm. She's turning it up because she's a performer, performer, right? She's on stage, so... I thought she was great. Like we said, Viola Davis was fun. Peter Dinklage is good. What's um? I don't know the guy who played. I don't know that I know the guy who played Snow. Y- you aware of him? No. I look say his name is Tom Blythe. I'm familiar with Tom Blythe. He's in Billy the Kid. He's in. Is he is he Billy the Kid? He's the kid. He's a titular kid. He's the, he's titular Billy the Kid. He's in the Gilded Age. He's in Benediction. I don't know any of this shit. He plays Feral Child in Robin Hood 2010. Is that the one with um Jamie Fox and what's his face? Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe's in Robin Hood? I'm thinking of a different Robin Hood then. Okay. I'm thinking of the guy from Kingsman. I think he's Robin Hood in that one. Oh, he is. That's a much, that's a much newer one. That's a much. Why did I do Robin Hood so much? It's pretty wow. easy. None of them are good, I think. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know any of these guys work, so. He's good, though, too. I, I noticed something Um, also as I was thinking about this. I don't think, is there a single scene in this movie that isn't from his perspective? Perspective. I was trying to think. I don't think there's a single scene that takes place like elsewhere with two characters who aren't him just chatting to each other about well, there's anything. The one, there's the one where um, the guy's afraid of water when he's got rabies in the in the in the Hunger Games oh, themselves. You, that's a good point. There is like one or there's like one there's or two a couple scenes that, but even then with Lucy Gray, he's watching it on. He can see them do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, a good point. You're right because there is a couple scenes where I guess it's like when she's at you know when she's being um when they're doing the reaping right in the mm-hmm. very beginning and she's in district 12 but even then again it's like he's, he's watching that he's witnessing that so i was i thought about i was like i don't know if there's any scene because like the hunger games are also written in first person but um one of the things that the adaptations got to do is there is a lot more scenes between like other characters just doing stuff that do not involve katniss at all the perspective is able to be spread out broadened but i don't know if this does that at all i was trying to think i was like there's there really is almost nothing that isn't like him present for the scene yeah present in the room or observing it like if he doesn't know it then it's we don't know it which is pre- which is good for this prequel trying to yeah, get us for him i thought that was interesting yeah it um i mean it really puts him forefront and then it, it does kind of like minimize all of the other characters but i think that kind of reflects him right because he doesn't care about them like lucy gray is not he, he very much is is like secondary to him for sure um mm-hmm. but that's kind of interesting i think that's an interesting way to do it because like we don't know just like him we don't know if she survives until he finds her again, kind of thing. I mean, we know because the movie trailers and things. But if we didn't, if we, if could you imagine if we didn't? It'd be pretty. It'd be better. Wouldn't that be, <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. 
overall though i had a good time i think i liked it more than like think it's a you know perfect film or anything if that makes sense yeah. we're like oh, this is a good movie but and i and i i think i can admit that i probably like it more it than beyond. it actually yeah. is quality that's all right though yeah i liked it well enough again i had just a good time revisiting this world i was like man this can be fun this is a good word it's, it's interesting i was a big hunger games guy back in the day we all were that was the time jack that was the moment we all were it was, that the, was the thing it was we the all culture had to do it. we so, all had to be into hunger games except for, if you, except for me i didn't watch the movies they make you read in school no I know someone who's like your same age, like, you know, literally like the same grade of school as you, and they've read it in school. Like, I know that's a thing more common now, but I didn't realize even back then. I mean, I guess the thing is the, the book came out, I think, 2008. Mm-hmm. So the book is a little bit older than the, the one of the movies. It's like, but even then, it's only four years. It's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. But, um, yeah, even when we were in high school, they were starting to use it in school. I think that's interesting. Seems weird to me. I don't know because we just read it for fun. Because we're big nerds, big old book nerds. So I know some people have that kind of relationship with it. Where it's like I had to read this, which is the thing that I personally never really bothered me. No, but I mean, we also just didn't hate reading. I feel like most people say they aren't. It's not like they were ever going to read it anyways, right? They're not big readers to begin with. Mm-hmm. Most people haven't ever read a book since they were forced to. And so when people are like, "Ooh, I hate that because they made me read it in school," it's like, well, "Were you ever going to read it or?" Anything for that matter? Yeah, we're just going to watch a bunch of movies so your brain rotted. Maybe I'm just being judgy, though. Hey, we're allowed to be. It's our show, damn it. But anyway, we both liked it well enough. I think we've rattled on about it. So what do we want to do now? Want to do awful, awful at Madam Web? Get that <laughs> fucking out of the way? The trailer Trash for the Cash? Yeah. We're doing, all right, so Trailer Trash, Trailer Cash, which we're going to do Madam Web as our trailer. But we also have like a, a broader uh, contextualization of trailers with um, hiding <laughs> musicals. Um, now we can do that first because that seems more pressing. It's a pretty quick thing. They're hiding musicals from us, Zach. They, they don't want us to know they're making musicals anymore. It's crazy. It's Be- bizarre. Which is crazy because air listeners, I don't know if you know this, that Wonka's a musical. <laughs> I didn't know about this. I'm in a panic. Like Jack Lemon didn't, not Jack Lemon. <laughs> Donahue? Lemon, yeah, Jack Donahue didn't want me to be in, but now I am. So, yeah, like you said, this is a bigger thing. So the, the big thing that spurred it on was, um. Mean Girls. Mean Girls is the newer trailer. So the Mean Girls trailer came out, and it's it just seems like a trailer for a, uh, just a remake of Mean Girls. And you're like, what is this? Why? What are we doing? Right? Are we doing Mean Girls again? And if you just watch the trailer, you might be like, what the fuck's the point of this? The, Tina Fey's right there. Like again, is is this just another one in like a long line of egregious, you know, too soon remake kind of thing? Yeah. And it probably is that, but also don't be fooled. It still is. But also, it is a musical based on the, the Broadway Mean Girls musical. But the trailer does not convey that very well at all. Horribly. It does not. There's no singing. There's no, like, indication that anyone sings. Other than that there's, like, singing in the background of the trailer. But that's so indistinguishable from any trailer that just happens to have music in it, yeah. right? And there's the they do the scene where they're all in Santa outfits. But that's from the original movies. They're right. always going to sing and dance in that one because that's just in the plot. There's a number of, like, very brief moments of the trailer where you're like, wait, is that, like, a dance number? But you, I think you could be forgiven for missing those, right? Mm, they happen so fast. We're not looking for them. And so then we watch the Wonka trailer, which is a similar thing. There's a couple moments where you're like, is this a dance number? But when, you know, Wonka is the type of movie that's just like whimsical, whimsical and weird. Like, you might just have that. That's what I thought. Like, with, as, as we, as you, you, you framed this for me very well, where you made me watch, you were like, here's the Mean Girls one. And then watch Wonka. And I was like, wait, these are more similar than I first realized. Because just watching the Wonka one. I would if you told me it was a musical, I, I would have spit in your face. I would have told you you're you're a goddamn liar. Don't ever come near me again. How'd you get in my house? <laughs> Who are you? Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fair. Um, fair though. Because you know, as 
I didn't want to panic. It would have caused a panic if people knew about this. Uh, but yeah, it just that almost makes the Rock movie maybe a little worse than it already is. <laughs> I'm so fascinated to see it. Why are they doing? Who do they make that for? De- in 2023, to be like, we're going to make the Wonka film with Timothy Chalamet. Get that, get that Timotome Chipper Chain boy and get him out of here. What a thing. What a thing. And, and then I also, to, to color purple. Out, we did the color purple. A bold new take on the classic tale. Which we didn't appreciate. I, I, the, same thing. The first time we saw that trailer was also confusing because it's like, is it? What is this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing a color purple mimic? What is. Hollywood, you've, you've, well and, you've well and truly lost it now. Oprah Winfrey, Steven Spielberg, why? I, I cannot condone this. You've gone too far. But, um. It turns out it is it is more of a bold new take on an original classic or than we could ever have imagined. Than we would have realized because it's a musical. It's also a musical, and for some reason, all three of these trailers just do not convey that to anyone. Which the, is just the, bizarre. Because the first trailer is done. The second trailer of um, what's it called? Negros. Color purple, purple does have like one scene where she's all in red on the boat, and there's like very clearly she's singing. And they're all yeah, dancing. I think so so that we one's saw like, before Hunger Games, right? Did we see that one? Or probably. Or we've we seen it at some point. We definitely see eighty it. movies this year. Well, yeah, every, almost every. We've almost kept our every mo- well movie a week streak. Well, we've doubled up enough weeks where it really might average out. Well, I, I think I don't think it's gonna, but I don't think we've seen quite that many. We've we seen, might we, we might hit fifty before the end of the year. Although I guess we have weeks left, so it would we well, we might be close to the thought. Well, well, yeah, we'll figure that out later. But um, well, we'll crunch the numbers for the new we'll year. We'll crunch the We'll run the tabulations. <laughs> We'll get our people on it. Uh, so yeah, it's, yeah. I, I just think that's interesting, isn't it? Isn't it just a bizarre so phenomenon? Because it's like, are they scared people don't like musicals? In which case, why make? It why a are you making musical? Surely, if that's if you really think that people will not go see your musical movies, then surely the strategy there isn't to make musical movies and then <laughs> hide, hide <it>. them. <laughs> just don't make musicals. Trying to trick me into watching it, like wrapping a dog's pill in cheese. That's lunacy, right? Like that's insane. It's insane. It's insanity. Uh, you be like, we've made a Wonka film. It's a musical, but we, we won't tell anyone. We can't let them know. <laughs> I got to try to break it on my friends. Be like, you know, Wonka the musical? And they'll go, huh? You're the thing I did. We're like, what do these three trailers have in common? I'd like to show you something. They'll be like, interesting, weird. Okay. Oh, Mean Girls. They're just doing Mean Girls again, huh? Oh, and then you'll be like, what do they have in common? What do you think? He's like, and then you have the horrible realization. So, um, actual trailer, though, <laughs> on a Madam Web here. Oh my god! The, the worst, worst trailer I've ever seen. Maybe it's 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 really rough. It's startlingly bad. It's how do they keep making such horrible horrible films? They don't give a shit. Somebody was like, I, somebody I follow on Twitter was like, oh, I feel a I feel a Morbius coming on. Yeah, no shit. Of course. So like, I, I wanted to be like, oh yeah, that's funny, but also that's not even anything. That's not even that's nothing of a. I that's think somebody's gonna make a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, man, they haven't made a good one yet. It's not even vaguely relevatory. If of you, course, this film's going to be bad. If like you like ones. Venom, fuck you. I'm sorry. I know we did the thing when Venom Two came. We're like, <laughs> well, if you think Venom's fun, who are we? No, no, I'm done with this. <laughs> fuck you. you. Lost all your patience. No, I've lost it. Venom Two sucks. Morbius sucks. If we you're get to watch Venom Three next year, Jack. Venom Three. I'm gonna weep. Oh my god! It comes up before Craven the. It comes up like after Craven the Hunter too. It's Craven the Hunter and then Venom Three. I'm gonna kill myself. We get three spum movies oh. next year. Can you even believe can, how blessed we are, and Jack? We, and we get Deadpool Three, and that's it. Yeah, pra- in a lot, in a very real sense, there's like no actual Marvel Studios movies. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, Deadpool Three is 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 a weird borderline thing, right? 
So we start with Madame Web. They do the thing I fucking hate in trailers, where they go like, and now the trailer begins. And That's sh- just par for the course. I don't even know how much you can put on them. but Which makes me want to die. So then, then some CWS Spider-Man shows up and kills Dakota Johnson, Madame Web, and like two other people, maybe? Now, did you see this? Or is, this a, is, that, a, um, is that a critique thing you've arrived at yourself? What? The... Oh, that's just the, that's a critique I've arrived at myself. I have not seen C- the CW thing. Yeah, it's a, very it's, common it's, to it's, call him. See, he's wearing a CW suit. The dialogue in this is horrible. Um, I don't want to g- g- be too too hard on it, just because there's always that chance. That's just they're picking this the worst. Is, parts. They're doing that weird. We've cut up three sentences into a f- weird, well, s- horrible sentence to save you know thirty seconds. Yeah, you're not less than. Sometimes it's just like, we're going to take the, we're going to squinch it real quick. We're going to take all the pauses out. So it just sounds like a really weird delivered sentence. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to give that, I don't want to harp too much on that. But some of it is, is in one line in particular, it's pretty dumb. But the whole thing of like, it's just a poorly done trailer when you have to have just exposition of like, I was a normal girl and then I did this and now I'm here. And it's like, yeah, come on, and, we get that. And this like, guy killed my mom when she was sitting spiders in the Amazon. Well, that's, that's the line, That's right? the worst fucking That's been memed to death, right? Oh. He says he... He says he was with my mom in the Amazon studying spiders just before she died or something like that. It's just horrible. Just bizarre. Just who and cares? And the the way it's delivered, again, at least in the trailer, seems really goofy. Maybe it'll be better in the in the movie itself. But yeah. so it, it seems this the plot of this is that CW man is off to kill Sydney Sweeney and the and, and pals. Which is weird because to so, stop them from becoming spider women women. That seems to be what it is, yeah. But not at like, all. You'll know, he's, it's like the plot of... <laughs> it's kind of like fucking... What's it called? Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, I guess. You'd be like, oh, they can't be Spider-Man. The consequences would be too too drastic. But um, Even though they're not Spider-Man. They're not any of them are any of the Spider-Men. Yeah, so it's mean. a thing. So without getting too in lost the in the weeds it. here... And there are, hey, a lot of weeds for these fellas. So these three characters... So Dakota Johnson is just Madam Web. Um, I don't know if she has a name. Or I, don't, I don't know what Madam Web's name is. But God, then, what will we do? Julia Carpenter, or well, Sydney Sweeney is playing Julia Carpenter. Um, gotta love that they're doing that thing, which is like we're gonna dress Sydney Sweeney up like a nerd and put glasses on her, as if she's not like one of the most beautiful women in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, she's like she just played a whole. She did a whole. Her rise to fame is from a whole show where she's just hot. That's her whole. The hottest person imaginable. That's her whole arc. Is everyone thinks she's hot and sexualizes her. That's the whole point of her character in Euphoria. Not that I'm saying they should do that to her or anything. But I'm putting her saying, in those dumb it is 2012 funny. nerd glasses. It's like, what the fuck? Are, who do that, designed these yeah, costumes, bro? To do that thing that they do in movies where we all have to pretend like... It's not Marco Robbie. staggeringly beautiful. Yeah, like that line from Barbie. Ellen <laughs> like, Mirren says it best. Yeah. As if you, as if anyone who went to school with this girl wouldn't be like, Jesus. Holy fuck. <laughs> Some, any 14-year-old would go... Whatever. Not to be weird about it, but it's just dumb. <laughs> it's silly. It's, it's a just silly a goofy thing. movie thing of like, oh, they... <laughs> She took her glasses off and put her hair down. And, and now she's beautiful. It's like, he's, her hair was still clean the whole time, guys. It was on a yeah. ponytail before. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? But so she's Julia Carpenter, the second spider woman. Um, she's the glidey one? No, no. What's up? What's up? Which one's the one that has the glider? That's that's Jessica Drew, the Jessica first spider woman. Oh, okay. I always get them mixed up. Um. Oh, that's Emma Roberts. She's not in the, we didn't really see her in this very much. She's in like one shot where she's holding a baby, which might just be fucking Peter Parker. Um, what is so? It's so. I guess I didn't think of that. This has to be a prequel, probably. Yeah. I didn't even consider 
the timeline thing here. Oh God, what a horrible thing they've done. What a hor. When does this take place? Is it like the past? I don't know. Is this vaguely some kind of pastime? I wish I could pass my time and not watch this fucking. Movie. So Adam Scott is Ben Good Parker Harker. in this. He's Uncle Ben, basically. Yeah. God. God bless him. Um, and we know, like I said, um, Emma Roberts is supposedly May Parker, Mary Parker, not May Parker. Um, Peter's mom. So I, I, who even knows? Sort through the implications of that. Let's not even <laughs> let's not even bother. Uh, so we're just going further and further down the well of. Oh, well, so I was saying Julie oh, Carpenter. No, yes, of course, Julie Carpenter. Second Spider Woman. Um, we have Anya Corazon, who is the third Spider Girl, maybe. Not really important. Who cares? And also, um, Maddie Franklin, who's also who's the third Spider Woman. <laughs> okay, cool. There's two thirds. That's great. The thing about Oma, I was telling you, right? I was going on the whole thing again, not to get too lost in the weeds, but most of these characters are like not used, used because they're just not popular. So in comic books, when you're not popular, they just kind of banish you. You just fall into disuse. Yeah. Just, they don't. They just don't write about you, and you just kind of disappear. <laughs> and that's basically what happened with all three of these characters at different points. Uh, Julia Carpenter nowadays is in the comics. She is Madam Web, but she disappeared for years at a time. Um, I don't think, and I don't think Anya Carazon or Maddie Franklin have been used in like over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like a movie out of them, right? <laughs> yeah, great. Real rip roaring characters, you know. No Miles Morales movie. No Gwen. Uh, no Spider Gwen. Just movie. do a Spider Gwen because that's just a whole different universe. You just set that in a whole completely different timeline. You don't have to try to tie it into your horrible Morbius and horrible, horrible, horrible Venom movies. You just do a whole thing. You just do your own thing. Where you just go, hey, what wouldn't it be interesting if there's a universe where Gwen Stacy lived? Yeah. And she was Spider Man, Spider Woman. Do silk or something. I don't know. So as as we've we've talked about this off pod, we were watching this awful godforsaken piece of shit. Um this is just a trash. There's no cash about this trailer. The only thing that's cash about is that it ends. And I don't have to watch it anymore. Also the costumes look like shit. Can we just say all of them looked like shit? So I was actually I was actually gonna say I think Cindy Sweeney's look like shit. I think we don't see enough you of the second. You think it does or it doesn't? Do, it does. The <laughs> one with the arms looks kind of cool. That one I don't see enough of. I yeah, see you just face, see Anya. So I can't really face. do anything. The final one. Why do you hate Sydney Sweeney's one? Because I've told the mask looks stupid. Okay, but is that is that really is that a complete deal breaker? You think? Uh, right now, yes. Maybe I'm just giving it. Oh god, it's so quick. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit because Sydney Sweeney is attractive. She's very attractive. <laughs> Not to be weird about it. Not to be weird about it. I mean, maybe they were like, "Well, she's we can't cover up her face." <laughs> She'd have her eyes be out. <laughs> yeah. You pointed out though that none of them are very um, mask-like. Yeah, they're not. Ver- none of them are very good at hiding anyone's identity. So she seems to have some kind of laser blast powers. I don't remember exactly. Like how a venom work blast. Because she yeah. doesn't. Again, she doesn't have Spider-Man powers because none of them are actually really related to Spider-Man. So. No, they talk about that all the time in the comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which makes it weird. And we were talking about this off pod uh, that Sony will make this horrible live. A- they have a live-action universe. In which there is no Spider-Man, and they've built a world where Spider-Man does not exist in any capacity, and so all these characters have, like Venom and these Spider Women, have no actual connection to Spider-Man. So if he ever does appear, if Tom Holland or some other poor schmuck gets wrapped into all this, what is he actually going to do? And what's even the point? Is he gonna... But also that at the same time, they make uh, the Spider-Verse movies, which is just like Spider-Man to the max, where it's just here are all the Peter Parker versions. And we're, it's only Peter Parker, and there's really no other villains besides, like, Kingpin and the Prowler. Like, what? And Spot. What, 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 are we, what are we doing? What's happened? Just give Spider-Man back to Marvel. Do Spider-Verse, I guess, and then give him back. 
Again, it's not even that. Like, I don't want to... Because I know a lot of people are, are of the opinion that, like, it's good that there is someone else out here doing stuff with these characters and properties, and it's not that, you know, Mar- Disney, Marvel Studios side of things doesn't have a complete monopoly on every, you know, any and all Marvel characters. And I and I understand that um, from perspective to an extent. But, but, God, they just make the worst decisions imaginable, right? It's It's incomprehensible. Like... How do they arrive Venom- at these decisions, man? Who the fuck greenlit Venom Three? Venom Trilogy. Well, but the thing is, the Venom movies do well. Venom they do to me, well. One of the better ones. That one makes more sense than it. And we've talked about this. I went at it length. I would have done an Agent Venom thing. I think that has much more like that's what I would think you would do if you were if you thought about it at all. Yeah, halfway. And had any it. knowledge of the comics and everything to be like, well, if we want to make a standalone antihero, but whatever. We digress. Go digress. listen to the Venom episode. Go listen to Venom. I get into it more. Um, but other than that, it's like they make the b- most bizarre choice. Besides the fact that they all end up being Anti-hero. just kind of poorly done yeah. movies. I mean, which is its own issue, of course. Obviously, ideally, they would be good. But I don't know. It, like, are the premises irredeemable, or are they bad premises and bad executions, or, so or some just... combination thereof? Regardless, the premises are bad to begin with as well. Is what I'm trying to yeah. say. And so it's like. <laughs> Let's take every Spider-Man villain and make him an anti-hero, maybe. Why is that? Like, what are you doing? Why is J. Michael... Why is the vampire guy a good guy? Why he a puts that little movie? He puts that little girl in a coma and never gets her out. Why, Jack? I, I think because... I mean, the only solace I have for the Morbius movies, and we meaned it so much. I mean, frankly... It made it did make one more billion dollars. Yeah, it made it... It made him... He morbed all over the place. I mean, it made, like, the most unfunny, repeatable meme ever. Um, but you know, go with the bad. But then I made them release it again because they thought everybody loved it, and it bombed a second time, which is even funnier. But yeah, this—it's just. Eh. I mean, I'm sure we'll go on and on about this at least uh, three more times next year. I mean, we gotta watch him, don't we? Well, we're gonna watch him. <laughs> we're gonna watch him. I mean, that's really the answer. Because you know, in February, I mean, with the writer strike, I do think the Maddie Franklin one doesn't look terrible. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a fine line, right? Like. To be like, com- I don't know, costumes are hard. We talk about this, because sometimes it's like, should they be more comic-y, should they be less comic-y? Should they be more tactical, should they be flat? Yeah. I, I don't know, I don't think they look, I really don't think they look terrible. I, the eye things is whatever, but that's kind of a compromise that a lot of superhero stuff makes, right? It's like Batman, right? You know how mm-hmm. Batman, like, usually in the comics, he has these weird, white, pure lens things, but a, almost, not even almost, every every movie so far, when they adapt that, they just have, eye black. can just see, His yeah, eyes. they have eye black. Unless so, he's wearing that armor suit it's something similar to that like if you want actual expression out of your actors and stuff although spider-man obviously gets away with it for the most part but i can kind of understand why these all have and also i think they mostly have goggles and stuff anyways i think i think accurate to those designs i think she has goggles yeah anna corazon's first outfit had that i guess she's got like goggles so oh yeah and then i think i think yeah this seems pretty accurate to what so it looks fine the thing with with ezekiel's it's not even that the costume looks particularly terrible to me honestly Mm. it's just like why is he why does he need that like what is what is that that side of it yeah yeah that's yeah that's pretty straightforward too yeah it's pretty pretty on the nose it's like why is he wearing a costume so i'll I'll just bring up a picture for your sake jack excellent um because in the comics he's just a dude just a guy hanging out he almost exclusively appears as just a guy like jumping around (laughs) oh what the fuck yeah he's just a guy look he's always doing this on walls he's always just a weird gross ass feet just a weird guy on walls um Hmm. There is a, this right here, um, one of the Spider-Verse events, he rolls up in that, which is like a, I don't know what it's from. 
something. It's like a, it's like a noir kind of. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's like thing. a. I don't know. So there's that, but by and large, he does not wear this, which is like you're right. It's like the CW version of like anti Spider Man or something. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just so they don't have to let the actually do all the stunts. They let like a stunt guy do all the running around and jumping. Yeah, that's that's honest. <laughs> There's some kind of spider ritual, I guess, that gives him his. Of thing. course, it's a fucking spider ritual. It's a spider ritual, you know how it goes. Yeah, it's it's comics and Spider Man. But the thing is, he's not a bad guy normally. He's he's um Spider Man, you know, ally. So that'll be it'll probably be a whole thing. Like you don't understand what you're what you're unleashing. On the he, his thing is probably let by allowing them to become Spider Man, their Spider People. It's going to attract the attention of uh Mor- Morlin. Morlin vampire eater guy and his family i i assume I thought, that's what they're going getting towards yeah, i thought they were going to use him in imagine Spider-verse. they build a, like a whole a whole like culmination <laughs> sony f- actually makes it to like a some kind of like crossover event where it's like all the heroes have to team up against the encroachment of the of the moreland family moreland family to eat us for our spiderness and spider-man she's completely absent the only one that he would actually care about <laughs> love that i love the i hope i hope to god spider-man just shows up at some point and, and everyone's just like a bit derivative man you're a bit like Spider-Man? Oh, yeah, boy. Like you're Spider-Man? Oh, wow. Okay, it wasn't good. No, we, you couldn't just let the women have their own thing, did you? You had to come in here and make yourself Spider-Man. Spider-Man, huh? Okay, take all the time. Oh, wow, wow you're, a real piece, you're a piece of shit. You know that Spider-Man? And Venom's going to go, I have no issue with this guy. <laughs> I mean, Eddie Brock's going to be like, I, I, it's me, it's Eddie Brock. Spider-Man. I pity you. <laughs> I'm, I have a gay relationship with my symbiote. Like, and that's fine. That's it. And if you have a problem with that, I think you're a bigot. <laughs> He's like, I just want to go home. It's me, Tom Holland. I just want to go home. What you have? I don't. Here's the thing, though, Jake. The thing I don't think you've considered about this trailer, about Madame Web, is that her web connects them all. <laughs> so the real question is, how many like um, cameos we're gonna get in this? You know. I hope Michael Keaton's the Vulture shows up, but the web connects them all. So I hope it's Michael Keaton ADR on, on a guy wearing the Vulture mask. That's what I hope. Morbius. Are we gonna get Morbius and Venom? Is the, is really the only question? I to don't want to see Venom. Ever again. Are we going to get both of them? We're going to see Jack, Venom 3 comes out next year. We're going to s- we'll go see Venom. <sighs> I, I I just, I'm just glad. Azure it Venom. started filming again, Jack. Now that the strike's over, they've got to, they've, they're and back on set. And it's going to be a multiverse movie because he's going to do the symbiote hive mind, whatever the fuck. And I'm going to hate every minute of it. I can't believe you didn't see this, Jack. You didn't see that? That Tom Hardy back on set? It better be 90 minutes again. I'm not sitting through a two hour Venom movie. I'll tell you that much for free. If God is good, Jack. It'll be an hour 20. It'll be an hour 20. <laughs> I'll set a timer time. on my phone if it's past an hour and a half. And once that timer goes off, I will stand up and leave the theater. <laughs> Wherever they've left it. Wherever they left it. And that'll be it. Real quick, I want to see if I can find this set photo because it's funny. You look like a gross fucking hobo. That's how he looks in all those yes. movies. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> God. Give me like 30 seconds. Oh, I spilled venom wrong. Okay, that's 30 seconds. So you ran out of time. Sorry about that. So, uh, any cash for this trailer? No, obviously. I mean, would like to catch the web connects them all. Yeah, that's pretty cash. Yeah. Um. So if you find it, show it to me at some point during the episode. <laughs> okay. Uh. So we'll act attack out of that into. What do I do? Do I want to do next goal wins or do I do invincible? Uh, I don't know. We'll do next goal wins. We'll do a movie superhero movie superhero. Okay. So next goal wins. Uh, directed by Taika Waititi. Starring Michael Fassbender and others. Now, other people who aren't as famous as Michael Fassbender's names, I don't know. But good actors, nonetheless. What are you, there's tons of people you know in this. Don't be silly. Well, I meant like the main characters. Will Arnett is not a main actor, and neither no. is the Hemsworth brother. No, he's he's very brief. Yeah, I meant like... It's a lot of Taika Waititi's buddies. Yeah, he gets all his friends together. 
and he does a bunch of stuff. Uh, it tells the the true story. I mean, Tech Rotiti is in it. That's true. He's Elizabeth in it. Moth is his separated wife. Was it not Moth Moss? But she's not in it very much. No, you're right. She's not like a main character. The guy from um, Royce Darby there. The guy from Our Flag Means Death. Oh, yeah. He's in there. I didn't notice him. He's good. Good guy. Yeah. But that's the only people I recognize. I didn't recognize any of the like, Samoan actors. Yeah. Uh, so it's tell the story of the, Amer- the American Samoan international soccer team uh, 10 years after their devastating loss against the Australian soccer team of 31 to 0, uh, which is the worst loss in international football history. Soccer, we should say, because we're American. You should say. I should say. I'll and take I, offense. And I will say that. I'm sorry, listeners, it won't happen again. Uh, and then they've never scored a goal ever in their entire existence. So they're like, we need a new coach. We can't keep losing. So Michael Fassbender is getting fired. And they're like, your last hope is to go to American Samoa and coach this team that sucks. And he goes, all right, I guess I'll do that. And uh, he goes and tries to do that. If I move it to watch out for the killer... Because he's, uh, he's much more jovial in this one. <laughs> isn't he just? Still kind of angry inside, but in a different kind of anger. Yeah, a, a real kind of anger, isn't it? Not like an edgy, I'm David Fincher, I wrote an edgy movie kind of anger. That's right. Uh, so what do you think? I thought this was fine. I thought this was, this was fun. It's basically exactly what I expected out of it, you know? Which is like a thing we say sometimes when, <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't much to say. <laughs> when there's not much to say. Because I, I just, I wasn't... I think it's like a pretty stand. I, I said my litter box review. A little plug. Uh, it's a standard sports movie that's elevated by Taika Waititi's like kind of style of directing and his kind of humor. Yeah, well, so it is very humorous, right? It does hit a lot of sports movie kind of tropes that you'd expect, but it is very comical. Um, and not even just like I would say, not even just that. Oh, the characters are funny, or there's jokes in it, but like it's a bit, it's a bit of a heightened reality. It's a bit ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Even though even the serious characters like Michael Fassbender is like a weird. <laughs> kind of cartoon man <laughs> he's a weird goofball who's points, like right it's like yosemite sam levels of angry yeah like it's it's a bit it's a bit silly i if i had to if i had to be honest jack no offense to anyone but it's it it's just a bit silly at times which is fine though that's all right sometimes you, you can do a little you sometimes do, you can do a silly one you can do a silly one so you know and i i definitely feel that about about most of it all of it is that it's like you know, pretty early on, I was like, okay, yeah, this isn't just like we're doing jokes and we're funny. Sometimes it's like, oh, this is kind of again, it's like a different, <laughs> it's a different reality. It's like a cartoon world, which is how his a lot of his movies honestly kind of are, mm. right? Um, like Jojo Rabbit until yeah, serious. like Jojo Rabbit, like it is serious at point. Then this movie gets serious a couple times too, but yeah, by and large, it's like well, this isn't even like <laughs> this is just absurd, um, mm-hmm. which is fine. I think it's fun. I don't know. I I mean, the story seems to be, from what I could tell, it's pretty, you know. Faithfully um, recounted, right? I like the supporting. So there's only really a couple guys who of the athlete, which is you know how it goes in a movie like this, right? Mm. There's only a couple of the of the athletes who really get highlighted, who are Jaya and uh, what's his name, Nikki oh. Salu, whatever Salu or something. Salu, yeah, yeah, yeah. The goalie who the loneliest goalkeeper in the world is the headline. Yeah, loneliest goalkeeper in soccer because uh, he. He let 31 goals in, but as they say, he blocked another 60, which is yeah, crazy. That's a lot, yeah. I, I you, just give you, up. You former soccer goalie. I've had a similar experience to that. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, there was one time when I played on a travel team. We were in a little tournament, like a local tournament, and our team was not very good. And we were in you like- You were like a American Samoa, I was like American, uh, yeah, much in my stature and my skin color. Um, that's canon. Uh, and- 
Yeah, we were the lowest ranked team. We're like we're like the lowest ranked team in the lowest division. Like American Samoa. Like liter- like like almost literally American wow. Samoa. I don't think we were like exactly bottom, but we were in the bottom. Mm. Uh and then who in their infinite wisdom, this fucking tournament went, I know what we'll do to these these guys. We'll have them play the best team present. The like top of the like triple A era. Well, that's usually that's usually how it goes. But it's I mean it's still kind of That wasn't mean. that wasn't for you, that was for them. Hey, it wasn't like ah, this still will be, mean. This will be fun for the the losers to play against a hard team. It was well, that's why they have the divisions. The good team gets to. I think that's why they have to play the, the shit guys as as reward for them doing so well. We were in different divisions, though. I felt like they could have. Well, that's that is weird, but that so, is how like seeding and stuff normally well, works, yeah. you know, right? Well, I know how okay, seeding okay. works, right. but I, I and we weren't like it wasn't like we were all triple A and we were just like the worst triple A team. Is like we were like single A. So how many goals did you let in and and or Oh, like fourteen. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, pretty disheartening stuff. Isn't it? You really just want to kill yourself. <laughs> after after ten, you're like, fellas, you're like, guys, can we just stop? Just kick the ball between yourselves. We'll wait. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty awful. So I fell for that guy, and now I can't imagine doing thirty-one and but being an adult mm-hmm. in front of the whole world. That'd be pretty awful. I've seen in the beginning. Come to think of it, right when they do their whole like. We're going through the stages of grief thing, right? That's <laughs> obviously heightened. Yeah, that's very funny. Yeah. Um, he's an alcoholic also. That's fun. Yeah, he's a bit of an alcoholic. Uh, and then he keeps getting messages. He keeps hearing messages from his daughter. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking that, uh, you know, he's, he's, he, like, she, he, he keeps missing his messages. She, he keeps missing her messages. Um, but it actually turns out that she died in a car accident, like, years ago. And that's why, kind of why him and his wife are estranged or mm-hmm. separated because, uh, you know, couldn't each handle the grief in their own way and he kind of didn't really handle it and just kind of fell apart um very sad it is pretty sad yeah but that's all that's 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 true though so, right down to like him wearing the um her hat her ball cap yeah at the game for her i assume her college she played for yeah i think so but yeah i, I mean yeah ultimately i just thought it was good like i said I, th- I thought um i did think jaya was really interesting as a character uh, obviously a real person as well mm-hmm. um their whole their whole story is really fascinating. I thought this whole thing, which is something I've I've definitely heard of before. I don't think I've heard it in the context of American Samoa. I think I've heard of it, or just Samoa in general, whichever one. I think I've heard it in the context of like the Philippines. Um, but this it is the thing they have in like Polynesia. Polynesia. I don't I, I don't know how to say it, but that that concept they talk about, which is like basically a a third gender that they have in their society, mm-hmm. doesn't like conform to men or women. I don't I don't fully you know. I have all the ideas because I've heard different things and it's there's there's like different there's conflicting stuff out there about what exactly it is but definitely an interesting concept and it, it is true that like um they're the first person to the first like openly trans athlete of any kind to to compete in a national team what did it say I think it said a World Cup qualifying match like yeah that, that level of of play which is cool so yeah like that like Nikki Nikki Salapu there. It was good. I liked at the end when he's reading his own story to his grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that, good. that was a fun little thing. Again, that's that was all kind of heightened, right? Yeah. So, so the way the last uh, section of the game plays out is just being recounted by the the president's son, son to him about it, because he's heat stroking the stands if they <laughs> if they finally score a goal for the first time and they win, they beat Tonga. Yeah, which is cool. Uh, Tonga's a similar like small minuscule p- place. Yeah, Tonga actually though. Not just like World Cup, like qualifiable, but like they were in the, um, they did qualify. They played in the in the Rugby World Cup. Wow, which is impressive. I mean, rugby is not as big of a sport as soccer, obviously, but still, it's impressive. It's impressive. There's like there's like a hundred thousand people live on that whole island. Damn, they were competing in you know 
Yeah, so they didn't do well, but I mean, who's going to beat South Africa? We can beat South Africa. They I just, think they might have played it. They played New Zealand. I think. Oh, the, uh, the second worst guy he's going to play against. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, I don't know. I, it, was, it was just fun, man. It wasn't that? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I uh, I I don't think it's as bad as as like some some. Uh, yeah, it didn't have a. It it's, like got about, a it's got a pretty poor score, right? It's got like fifty fifty two percent around tomatoes, I believe. Kind of harsh. I don't. Critics bad, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, again, it's not like it's not incredible. It's just that thing that I just can't muster. Like, I don't know. I just didn't think. Which which is always so weird, right? When, mm-hmm. when we decide this and when we don't, right? When we're like, well, this movie is kind of just what I expected to be, and that's fine. And then sometimes we're like, well, this movie's. Yeah, like what I thought. I expected was... this movie to be bad, and it was, and I hated and for I, it. Oh, <laughs> Venom Two. Right. So I don't. I just don't know how to. I don't know what to <laughs> we, we, think of we, that. Uh, listeners, we exist in multitudes, all right? The soul is transient like water. Yeah, it's 41 on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, that just seems Damn, harsh. That... Like, wh- okay, let's see what the little summary is, huh? Yeah. Nesco wins finds director, co-writer Taika Waititi with his heart in the right place, even if his crowd-pleasing aim has notably strayed from its target. Sure. <laughs> I wonder if that guy liked Thor 4. Well, that's just the consensus thing. I don't know who oh, writes that. Oh, the consensus that. thing. I don't know who gets to write that part, but... Right, but yeah, he's yeah, his heart's in the roof. I don't know what it's straight for. I guess people just didn't think it was very funny or interesting. I guess which mm. fine. I thought it was generally funny. I, I, I like the thing about all the jobs they have. It's like sure. how many jobs do you have? He goes, we have a lot of jobs here. It's small island, which again seems like that's probably a bit heightened, right? It's a bit yeah. elevated. It's a bit, it's a bit goofy, but it's all fine. I don't know. I did think it was very. I did. I did actually laugh out loud when my friends were like, "What is this shit? This island's insane. You have no monitor." I was like, oh, he doesn't that have a monitor. Maybe, that was maybe the best joke. <laughs> and he puts so he's it, like, you've got a keyboard and a monitor. There's no monitor. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Because I just didn't even click in my brain. <laughs> like, this shit is fucking crazy. Yeah, I thought that was good. I thought, I, yeah, I, I, I genuinely laughed out loud a couple of times. I thought it was good. So, uh, yeah, again, I feel like I just can't say much more. Yeah. It's kind of what I expected, which was a lighthearted, you know, funny sports movie. Yeah. About American Samoa soccer. Samoa. That's what it was. So, like, what what, what more do you want, you know? Not too much more. Right? I don't think so. Is that? I don't know. Who are we to say? I just don't know sometimes. We don't. We didn't have a strong opinion about this movie, so we're not going to judge it too harsh. We're going we're gonna to go, oh, oh, take away to you. We'll just set you down. Listen, it's better than fucking Thor or whatever the fuck he made, so. Love and Thunder. Way better than that, right? So, like, what? Come on. Come on. Although, let's talk about Taika Waititi for a minute. Oh, can we talk about Taika Waititi? I've been dying to talk to Taika Waititi. We may as well do it while we're here. So he, um, I don't know if we ever brought it up on the show, but it was like, it was looking like his Star Wars movie was dead in the water, maybe. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Of it course. Like, oh, we're not, we're probably not going to do that now, guys. Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> of course not. Because I'm never going to make another Star Wars movie for the rest of my life. I'll, I'll die. Rest I'll of your die. life. Rest of anyone's life. Well, right. For the, until the heat death of the universe. Maybe. Until, until Dave Filoni's in, they've been cursed. Impassable Mandoverse movie. That no one will understand. Some kind of curse has been placed upon Star Wars, upon Lucasfilm, so that they can never finish another movie for so long as, as the Earth keeps spinning. But that was a rumor going around. And then, I don't know, someone got a hold of him, probably because he was doing press for this movie, and someone did the thing that they, they do. rushed him. They're like, Takarachi, I must ask you about Star Wars. And he said that he is working on it still, that he intends to still make it. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. But he said the most baffling thing I could imagine about it, which was that he still has four movies he wants to finish writing before he writes that one. Four? The fuck kind of... What does that even mean, Taika Waititi? He's not doing Thor 5, so what else could what he... What are you fucking talking about? Hey, wait, Jack, is that, is that not fucking insane? It's a lot of movies. Four more movies? This is a... Now remember, Jack, you may have forgotten, and so I'm happy to remind you. 
this is a movie that he was announced to be making three years ago. Now, I'm no mathematician. No, famously. But. I can do a little math. I can do three minus three. If we look at what Taika Waititi's been doing. Last couple of years. Last couple of years. Right? Okay. Okay. Not to, not, to, not to harp on him too much. Not to expose the man. He's been doing a bit of Our Flag Means Death. Okay. I don't know how involved he is in that. He's in it. I know he's a producer. I don't know. I don't know how much. Else. I don't know if he's a writer or anything. I don't know either. Okay. I just don't know. We just don't have these answers. He's a, I, he's a producer on Reservation Dogs. I think that's very, I gotta believe, that's pretty low effort for him. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing purely, but I think it is, Jack. I tend to I'll think I'll get that. him on the horn. We'll figure it out. We'll hash it out. <laughs> but in terms of directing, okay, in terms of like feature films, he's he did one episode of, I'm flying these as it turns out, but he did one episode of The Mandalorian, right? Right. The only feature films he's done is Thor last year. Next goal wins this year. Before that, Thor three. It was Dirt Rabbit. Oh, Dirt Rabbit, right? Um. So like, what? Again, I don't want to like harp. I mean, whatever, man. Make your movies. You don't owe me an explanation, Taika Waititi. But like, if you're gonna if you're gonna give me one, give me a real one. What are you? What have you been doing with your time? You've only made a couple movies, and you've had that strike. And there was that strike. I actually couldn't be writing during that strike. But, but he could that, be directing. Work. Are you allowed to write your own shit during a strike? Surely you can. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna think too hard about it. I don't care. I don't want. I don't want to go to be a scab or nothing. I'm no, just saying. God forbid. What are we? What again? Three years ago, the, you've only made two movies since then in the intervening like three years, and now you're saying there's four more movies. Like, what are you? How much you got on your plate, man? So I don't know. That just seemed weird. That was simultaneously like I guess comforting of like, oh, it's still worked on, and then immediately he just like yanked it off from you of like, it'll never come. <laughs> I'm still working on it, and it'll be done in in five billion years, I guess. <laughs> And right, wait for like fucking twenty twenty seven, and maybe it'll come out. Thanks, Tyco. Real great, real great work. With he you. also said it was gonna piss people off. Cool. Love when people say that. Yeah, I don't like when people say it, but I also think it gets overblown. Because mm-hmm. you know, do you know what that caused? Discourse. Yeah, it caused discourse where a bunch of people were like, "Ah, this is exactly like Ryan Johnson did. He knew he he made it just to he did all the thing just to piss people off because he knew people would hate it. That's not it. That's not I, that's no. not true. I don't think that's true. He didn't do that. He didn't say that. Don't 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 put that on him. Don't put that evil on him. And I don't think that's what Taiko Titi means either. People are just blowing out of proportion, putting their yeah. own spin on it. I don't think he's saying it in terms of like a I'm gonna do a bunch of crazy shit that's gonna piss off Star Wars fans because of how you know inflammatory and how you know breaking what's it called? What are they called? Antagonist. Uh, subversive. subversive subversive it is I think he just means he's Taika Waititi and most of his movies do that yeah they're piss pe- certain people off right like this <laughs> like Next Goal Wins apparently were like like Thor Love and Thunder certainly was oh yes a lot of people are like yeah this just does not you know you had a certain you know a fair number of people being like oh it's just fun and I liked it and then most people I think most people with taste <laughs> were like this is this is bad, man. This, you've missed it. You've you whiffed it here, big cat. You didn't. You, you just want to make a bunch of funny little skits, and you didn't make a movie. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So this this that's literally what his quote was. He says it will be dramatic pause, a Taika Waititi film. It's gonna piss people off. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly. What it is. So I don't. I don't think he means it in terms of like a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna flip the franchise on its head, and I'm gonna ruin your childhood, and I'm gonna kill your heroes. <laughs> I'm gonna kill everyone. I'm gonna find them. So Lando's next in that chopping block for me. Just a bit of Taika Waititi. Being a housekeeping. <laughs> it's good it's to have it. A movie. Our Flag Means Death is good, though. Never watched it. I know. <laughs> oh, Jack, I know. Yeah, yeah. We, um, I just thought it'd be fun to add that in. So, um, what did you what did you give it? I didn't see. I gave it. Let's give it a ring here. Give it a... Th- I think I gave it three stars. I guess what I gave it to. 
Seems like a three star kind of film. Give it three stars. Oh, one thing I also said, I thought that the two lowest, the two points where the coach quits were very similar and I feel like undercut each other. When he's like, I quit for the thing. I'm not going to do this. And they're like, please come back, coach. And he's like, all right, I'll come back. And they're in the game. He goes, actually, you guys suck. I quit. It's like, they sucked the whole time, man. They didn't just like get better in like three days. They kind of did get better though. They did get better. And then they kind of were like, eh, we're not feeling it. And he's like, I quit then. Which is kind of a silly thing to say, but. He needed to learn that it was about more than hockey. Or not hockey. <laughs> it wasn't Sucker. about more than hockey. Was it? Can the miracle on ice? Yeah, the first time he quits is like, he's just like, yeah, I just can't do this. And when he's just, yeah, that's the moment where he's like, nothing makes sense. What are you guys doing? <laughs> what is this? You guys you guys are really religious, but I hate this. There's just fish and booze everywhere. But um, you're probably right. The second time definitely had more weight to it. It was, it was more dramatic, obviously. It was more like, it was more real, you know? Yeah, his daughter's dead. And then he, yeah, he cries about his daughter. And you're like, oh, okay. Right, I hear you, man. Which also seems real. It seems real. I mean, it is real. Yeah, it <laughs> actually happened. In a car accident, so. uh, yeah, hope you know. Hope he's doing well. Wherever he is, he's still alive. Did you get the sense that he was Dutch? No, he's Dutch. He's Dutch. He's Dutch. Oh, like from the Netherlands, Dutch. You know? well, how? How else? How else is a man to be Dutch? Well, I don't mean like, oh, I got, I, you know, I got Dutch, an- Dutch ancestry. I'm Dutch American. Like, no, he's from the Netherlands. Huh? And they just hadn't Michael Fassbender just do what American. Uh, English accent? I think he's really doing an, Amer- an English accent, do you? I couldn't tell. If he was doing an English accent, I think he would sound more like Michael Fassbender. That's true. He's British, right? Holy I, shit. I thought he was. I don't actually know if he's British. I, he's not doing a British accent. Not even a little bit. Okay. Then again, I guess I don't know what this guy sounds like. So maybe Thomas Rongen mostly does just sound American if he's been, you know. In America. For his like, adult life is, you know. And working <laughs> in America. I mean, it's, that's, that's just kind of how it goes, you know. He's Irish. Oh shit! He's fucking Irish. So he is. Is he British? No, he was no. born in Germany. Wow, he's he's a real globetrotter. Was real. He's a real European, really. I guess I didn't know that he's Irish. Now you think about it. You think about it. He does sound kind of like Irish, doesn't he? Fastbender's kind of an Irish kind of. Yeah, yeah. He's not Northern Irish, so he wouldn't be British. Well, I don't know, is he? Well, if he's not, well, he'd be from. The UK, because Northern Ireland is part of the UK. If that's it's, what I'm asking. No, but I'm saying if it, that's, no, that's what I'm saying though. If it says Ireland, that means he's not part of the UK because they wouldn't say he's from Northern Ireland because Northern Ireland's part of the larger Great Britain. So they would probably just say the, he's from Great Britain. No. They still say where you're from. They say if you're from England or Wales or, they don't just say. Okay, well then he's not, okay, also, though, so you've answered your own question. Irish, even Northern Ireland is not part of Britain, so I, I, I'm incorrect anyways. Then what's it part of? It's part of the UK. It's not part of Britain. Oh, right. I forget. It's like because th- it's three different levels. There's England, Britain, and the UK. Right. Which Americans tend to use all interchangeably, but they're not. Well, I, well, they don't deserve my respect. Also, I don't even think I don't think like Scottish people like to be called British, even though technically they're on the by same definition island. that's British. Scottish people are no more or less British than English, English people because they're on the same fucking that's island. Because Britain is the island, so. British people are people who live on the island, whether they're English or but whatever. Or Welsh. The point. Or Welsh. But I don't think Welsh people or Scottish people usually no. prefer to be Cause called I got the, British. Because the Welsh, got, well, the Scottish are there. I think even they kind of use British interchangeably with English in most yeah. people's minds, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. It's not important or anything we know anything about. So, <laughs> And no, nothing I care to learn because they're almost as bad as the French, those English. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. All right. Excellent. So we'll act attack into our final topic, which being Invincible Episode 3. Uh, Alien Aliens Extravaganza or whatever. Just going to college. Oh, yeah. That too. Well, I guess you're at the before before Mark gets to college. Oh, after he gets to college. Well, he does get to college and then we like zip away. We do 
Paul F. Tompkins narrator. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, he's going to have sex with Amber, and he throws out all his toys, except for a psychic seance dog. That was dumb, right? Why's he throwing out his stuff? He was like, I see all these other people walking He's around. like happy to have it. He's like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then he throws him in the trash. And yeah. then he's like, oh, there's other people here. Yeah, what? Why is that a revelation to you, Mark? That was, that, I, this was dumb. That made no sense to me. I thought it was stupid. Like, I don't think we're supposed to be like, oh, this is growth for him. I think I think that's like an immature way of thinking you're being mature, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you, right? To get rid of childish things. To be like, oh, I'll get rid of these things that bring me joy and ultimately aren't really important to hurting anything. Or, and I'll they have a, he has a huge dorm room. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he's got like, book, like tall bookshelves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where those bookshelves and all the books on them came from, but that's fine. Uh, so he's, It is also a cartoon, so I guess you can make it yeah. as... Well, mid cartoon? Not anymore, maybe. Uh, hey, I'm. Sticking. You can't keep saying it. Oh, I can't. They're gonna cancel us. Good. For being mean to animators, you know those are protected class in Hollywood now. Not anymore. They've got a, you got a union. They do have a union. They didn't go on strike though. <laughs> so cowards that they are doing as well as the other unions at the moment. <laughs> Ooh, boohoo! Make Jack. it faster. Draw the picture faster, jackass. Draw the picture faster and make it look better, please. Please, faster and better. Less There's time. That macro less that was going around for a million years, right? You've seen this, the Sonic one. It's like I would I would like if I I'm actually okay if movies take longer and look worse. I've not seen this. I'll see if I can find it. But I'll give you thirty seconds starting now. <laughs> oh jeez. Didn't want to be on a time crunch like this, Jake. Oh, it maybe it wasn't movies. I made this up. I'm sorry. Is it video games? It's video games. That makes sense. I want shorter games with worse you... graphics made by people who are paid more to work less, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> I've I've seen yes, I think I have seen this. And it's good because you actually one second to spare on that. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, the, you listeners, you won't really know that because all, all the silence <laughs> will be smushed together. So I'll say 30 seconds and you'll go, I found it. But we'll know. So I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I guess I agree with the general idea of this, but it's kind of dumb and snarky the way it's presented. And, yeah. and the people who use it, it just gets thrown around a ton under any game ever. Mm. Which is like, there's probably a middle ground. Is it, probably... It probably doesn't have to be that games are shorter with worse graphics um, and take longer. We could probably just do the more people, p- people paid more to work less thing. That part would probably work. But like, it's okay to want things to be good as well. You don't have to be like, whatever. We don't need to get into it. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you don't get into all that. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we're we're in we're not. Like I said, I think it's dumb that he threw his stuff out because it's like I think it's dumb that his friend cares that he has a poster on his side of the room. Be like, I'm trying to I'm trying to get game here, but your poster on your side of the room is fucking up my style. Mark's like, huh? I can fly. Who cares? Also, Mark's completely right that like even in that that scenario, it's like no one's gonna no one's gonna judge you based on my side of the room. Yeah, that's stupid. Also, why do they? It's a college room. What do you fucking expect? Yeah. Oh, he's got a poster in his dorm room. Shut up. We all did. Come on, don't be don't be a dork. Uh, and then he goes to have sex with Amber, and then we're like, "Oh, let's give him privacy. Let's go see what Alan's up to." So we get Alan's backstory. I we're still doing Amber, man. I thought they hated each other. They're not gonna do the the well. They're not gonna do the really bad polyamorous where she has an abusive boyfriend. Which I doubt it. I'm glad they won't. I hope they don't. Because but that, they have to break up at some point. Because they ha- they have don't to. Don't they? You think? I mean, I, mean, I would yeah. have thought so. They gotta do. They're doing the comics, so like I think I feel like they are. So we we so Alan, Alan the alien, right? So we learned his his people were uh oh murdered by the Viltrumites. Who could have seen that coming? Surprise, surprise! So they made Alan the alien. And he's like the best guy around. He's real good, but he's not good enough to beat up Viltrumites, unfortunately. So he goes around and tries to find people on planets who can fight Viltrumites because Optimus Prime runs Optimus the, Prime the runs planet UN. Yeah, 
That was interesting, huh? What did you think of that? I thought it was fun. I mean, I, I know we've, been, we've not seen this guy yet, have we? No, we haven't. Optimus Prime? Yeah. Well, we've seen Optimus Prime before. Right, right. But not um, Great Thaddeus or whatever his Great name Thaddeus. is. Thaddeus. So, yeah. Um, they do a fun little Invincible bit where he's like, and that's why I'm <laughs> Alan the Alien. Yeah, Which is good. just a fun thing. So, he's like, I think we got to get a... Good old Marky Mark Gray. He'll be good. He's a Viltrumite, but he's like on our side. And, and he's he, like, oh, on our side. He kicked his dad out, and he's meant to be good. And he's like, all right, okay, cool. There might be a spy, though. Um, and he's ch- and then he's just jumped by a bunch of Viltrumites. And well, they not, kill him. Not even him. a bunch, just three of them. Which is a lot of Viltrumites. Well, for anyone to really deal with, yeah. It's, yeah. it's more than enough, isn't it? They just they just they just jump his ass like they, <laughs> they just, just beat him up. They pull up when he's eating and rip him into space and like, all right, fella, tell us what we want to know. I what like did, the Steve Harvey looking one. He's fun. He's just kind of like top five ends on the board. How am I gonna <laughs> kick your ass? <laughs> I well, I just think it's funny that like you can just be kind of tubby as a <laughs> as a Viltrumite and still just wail on people. Yeah, because you're like a su- you're basically Superman, a bunch of Supermen running around without the sun. You don't yeah. need the sun. You can just fly around. Most of them are like supernaturally kind of superhuman ripped. I like the idea that this guy's just kind of like he's just a little, little yeah. chubby, but that's fine. I it like doesn't really affect anything. The, like the lead or the woman who's with them has like a spear in her hair she can whip around. Mm. That's fun. That she's just like, I'll put a weapon in my hair even though my whole body is impervious to any real damage. Mm. Um, so yeah, they just absolutely kick the shit out of them in space. Because uh, they want to know about Mark. They're like, did a Viltrum might actually leave his post? Like, what's up with that? We need to know about this because this is a big deal for us. Why don't they just go there, you know? Well, because the plot has to happen, right? It's, if three Viltrumites pull up on Mark, they're going to fuck him up real bad. For some reason, this is one of the first times I really thought it like, gave much thought to the idea of like, if you're a superhero flying through space, how are you actually traveling between planets? That's obscene, right? <laughs> Yeah, because of you know space travel and light speed and shit. But well, they have ships. That's really do the right. long travel in. He doesn't seem to though. Doesn't he seem to literally just fly around? Um, it's hard to tell because he might just have a ship further away. Just always, just off screen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, okay. His ship's off screen because like in the comics, they tr- when they travel from that planet uh-huh. later on, they are like all. Like, Mark and shit is in a spaceship, and they're like, yeah. we're going to sit in the spaceship because it takes too long to fly there, and we have to stop on planets to breathe air. Because we can't hold our breath. For, we can hold our breath for Do days. they have... I don't remember, or I don't, know, I don't know if I've read that part or anything yet. Do they have, like, like hyperdrives or something? Yeah. They probably do, right? Yeah. yeah. Just whatever. Whatever. Warp drive. Whatever. They just want to... Robert Kirkman didn't care about that too much. You need to do. Yeah, you don't have to. So they kick the shit out of him, and then that is like, oh, boy, I might... Did I? Am I secretly a bad guy? Did I... We may, actually tells Alan to find a mole because he's like, they know someone's getting this information out, so we need to find the mole. And then he's like, oh, don't worry, Alan, girl, Alan's girlfriend, he'll be all right, maybe, or he won't. Who cares? Mm. And then he maybe kills him, turns off his life support, maybe. Oh, he's a bad guy. Who could say? That's I mean, what it I, seems like. Well, I know, but mm-hmm. I don't say anything. He um. Well, I guess you know something I don't. But I don't. I do. Because I was like, is his girlfriend? At first, I was like, well, the obvious thing is the girlfriend to be the. Mole, because mm. she's the only other character we've been introduced to. Right. <clears throat> but then it's like, is it him? Is he evil? But then it's like, why would he ask him to find a mole if he was evil? Why would you throw him onto your own scent? So, so there's probably maybe? something else at play here, mm-hmm. obviously. And then we um, get like a fake out credits. <laughs> I thought that was fun. The only other thing I was like, if he is actually evil, which I guess you've, you've I feel like you've kind of showed your hand here. <laughs> no, I would never. He's totally <laughs> evil. I even implying that he might not, but it's, he's obviously not. But I was like, is he a Viltrumite? Because he kind of just looks like he ought to be, right? Yeah, he's a bald He's got suit. the color scheme, but like also the color scheme. He's, right? only, he's only mildly human looking person 
out of any other alien there. You're like, why is there just a human-looking dude out in space? And there's only one kind of group that looks like that. <laughs> but it was that's not actually the end of the episode because we get to go to Earth. So we do Guardians of the Globe. Rex and Kate argue, but I just I'm like, what? what am I supposed to care about this? Because I don't. Because Rex, Rex is just an he asshole. He is just wrong. Like I don't know. And he's like, she's I like, gotta say, Kate's. Uh, justification for it seems pretty fucking dopey to me but that's fine he's died as many times di- as me and I've lived I've kind of lived the same amount no you haven't that's not any of how that a hundred of your clones living for ten seconds as they're slaughtered in droves is not like he lived since the stone age yeah exactly <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you don't be he silly he was Abraham Lincoln the fuck are you talking about <laughs> come on don't be silly <laughs> like don't do it just have sex with the old guy it's fine yeah just just Take it, right? just take it on the chin. He's a, he's five thousand years old or whatever, and you're you are okay with that, all right? Be and that's okay all right. That, we can all be consenting adults. And then you get <laughs> Ben Schwartz, Martian dude, who's like, I'm gonna run backwards on the treadmill. That's fun. I like when he's in the thing. He's Zachary Levi, and then he comes out, and he's just, <laughs> he's just not. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like they go to a movie or whatever. They have a burger, and robots like I'm a real boy. He's like a Pinocchio. He's uh, so goofy. He's like, I think maybe I can remove fear from my body. And she's like, are you <laughs> stupid? You kind of need that, maybe. He's like, no, I couldn't possibly. They go to a movie and they can't get in. And they're like, you, don't you need parents? And then she goes to bribe someone to be their parent instead of just like, I don't know, producing their IDs. government IDs. Because <laughs> they are adults, technically. And like, he works so... for the government, so they would have given him like an ID. That's fine, though. Who gives okay. a shit? Uh, and then Debbie goes to a support group for... Uh, uh, partners of widows of heroes yeah uh, and she's like oh boy what a, what a time we're on and she goes to have a drink with one of them and it turns out that he was actually the partner of green ghost uh who he just fought who uh, nolan just fucking killed in the first episode it's true he did do, and he did do that and she's like i'm so sorry actually it was my husband who killed your wife or girlfriend or whatever he's like actually you need to fuck off don't ever come to therapy again it's your fault and every it's really too triggering for him to be there it's like hey man you just not tell anybody the whole point is nobody's actually supposed yeah. to know who i am so not a cool not a super not very cash money of him i don't know uh, you probably <laughs> get him kicked out of the group then for doing yeah, that, that shit. seems to not be in the spirit of what they were trying to do there but that's fine can't it's kind of just victim blaming yeah yeah she's she's very much a victim as well but also i guess you can well it's understandable that he would have some emotions about it, I guess. Some thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Some thoughts on that whole thing, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, he talks to his roommate, Stephen? Is that his name? William. So close. I'm thinking of Stephen Yoon. Who's Sentry, maybe? You see this? You I, did, this? I, I saw this. I heard about this. And apparently he's like, and Stephen Yoon was like, I guess I only can play superheroes who wear yellow and blue. I also saw, though, maybe it was like, maybe he was, he might have, might be Sentry or might have been Sentry. Who knows? Oh. Like, who knows if that's still going? Because, like, for what? Oh, for Thunderbolts, Thunderbolts, I guess. That'd be cool if he was sent They may never make that film, now. <laughs> no, really? I don't know. I'm just making that up. Oh. <laughs> I just, if you think about it, like... It's supposed to come out in... It's supposed to be the four movies that come out in 2025. Is there anything to that? To Thunderbolts? Uh, like, but, is that a movie that anyone actually wants? I mean... It just seems to me like that would be one on the chopping block. If they really... Like, if they said the thing I said last week... Or they're right, starting to cut them out. And they really are, like, gonna, like, kind of think about this stuff again yeah, thunderbolts is the one that kind of right because it's like is that anything do we need taskmaster to come back right do we need a bunch of people from the black widow movie that people didn't really whatever and then what the, a bunch of other shows no right yeah you know right. what i mean you see what yeah. i mean like, i see what you're going is that anything 
I hope they don't cut it because I think I like no, the I characters. Think it could be, yeah. but also we're big fucking goobers about it. So yeah, listen, we're we were gonna see it anyways. We don't give a shit. Yeah, we're, we're gonna see Venom three, and that's like an affront to God. I'm pretty sure. Right, we're so, going to hell for that. So if they're if they're worried about Marvels, like this is a movie that is about like you know Captain Marvel and then some people from some TV shows, and it didn't do well because do anyone does anyone care about these guys? Mm-hmm. I think that really would apply to Thunderbolts in a big big way of like does anyone care about any of these characters? Well, just throw Steven Union Blade then. Do a little Blade Sentry team up. I don't know. I'm just being a, I'm just being a Debbie Downer here. But um, <gasps> actual one <laughs> So an alien guy shows up and uh, he pretends to be Sans dog. He's like, what the fuck? He goes, no, just you know, actor strange, but dog. I thought it was fun when he's like, I'm a place where dogs and magic are very real. He goes, well, dogs are real here. He goes, well, then you're you're halfway there. I did think that was funny. Actually, that was yeah. funny, Jim. He's like, I oh. really did think it was gonna be Sans dog for a minute. I was like, is this, is this a Sans dog plot line? I'm, I'm unfamiliar with. No, I was like, is this is this tied into the whole multiverse thing of like in in a different multiverse, Sans dog is real. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> where where dogs and magic are very much real. <laughs> but it turns out he's from an alien. He's like, I need you to come to our planet to save us from meteors. There's 42 billion people who are dying. Which would make sense if you lived on an insect planet, right? Yeah, and that who age very quickly in oceans or something, right? Well, not anymore. Just little. Well, not anymore. And almost none of Sucker had gotten his way. That's right. And Mark's like, eh, after some deliberation, he's like, all right, I'll go help you with this. Cecil's like, don't. He's like, fuck you, man. I'm going to go save people. Turns out Cecil might have been more correct than we would have known. Perhaps. Uh, so they go, and Mark's like, hey, don't call me Mark when I'm in this suit. Call me Invincible. Mark, you're not going you're not on Earth anymore, jackass. Let him call you Mark. That's your name. That's your very good point, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, all right, I guess I'll call you Invincible. Uh, and then he talks to his girlfriend and is like hey can you tell my mom I'm going to space you so, tell your mom you'd send her a text before you leave orbit jackass the fuck's wrong with you it's your mom you're gonna leave him alone for a month yeah, right. uh, so he does that um, and he goes after the planet he goes alright where are all the meteors and the guy goes takes a nap for six days apparently or something like that <laughs> and he's like scenes, at least. meteors what meteors he's like the ones you're killing all the people and I think wouldn't they be asteroids then if they were hitting the planet I don't know the uh, I don't know the technical differences. Neither do I. I don't move on. Uh, and he's like, "All right, come meet the monarch." Which one are you saying? Meteors is when they do hit. No, I'm saying asteroids is when they do hit. Surely not, because you call it like an asteroid belt. But what about an asteroid impact? Isn't that a meteor? Like you call it a meteor shower, right? Oh. Yeah, but meteor a meteor shower goes that across killed the, the dinosaurs. Goes across the sky. Oh, no, I'm saying an asteroid killed the dinosaurs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but are you correct? <laughs> well, we'll see. I'll- Put 30 seconds on the it's clock. it's an asteroid belt. <laughs> Jamie, put 30 seconds on the clock. You know what I'm saying, right? When they're I, in space, just existing in space, you call them asteroids. Yeah, but I'm saying a meteor shower also happens up in space, too. That is not, that's only not always planetary contact, which is where the confusion lies. I see your point as well. Uh-huh. All right, so what, is, what do we got here, Sam? Well, I'm, I'm looking it up. You didn't put 30 seconds on the clock, so I'm lost. <laughs> no! Oh, here you go. I got it. Let's see here. Okay, a meteor ha- is what happens when a small piece of an asteroid or comet called a meteoroid burns up upon entering earth's atmosphere okay so asteroids are in space and meteors are earth so he was right so meteors by definition cannot impact it's not was what it sounds like yes so a meteor is a streak of light seen when a space rock enters the atmosphere and then a meteorite is when it is what strikes the earth so meteorites oh, strike okay, the okay, planets okay, meteors yeah. Are the are I, I guess the meteor is like the phenomenon of the atmosphere meeting the rock as it re, as it enters orbit. That's why you see meteor showers because you see a bunch of lines burning right. up in the sky. So we're both kind of right in that one. Yeah, weren't, weren't we just? I forgot meteorites. I forgot about meteorites. 
God, God, I forgot about it. There's another word. So there's a J Science Corner for the episode. Incredible. Um, it's a nice. It's, I like the design of this planet. Uh, it was cool. It's very unique. Uh, but who's so, the, so he calls them meteors, so he'd be incorrect. So yeah. it was so yeah. So what a stupid fucking bug he is. Dumbass. They're all stupid. Mark's stupid for believing it. Well, Mark's, he should have known. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Invincible. Mark doesn't get any smarter till yeah. the fucking end yeah, when he's yeah, like, right. I'm an adult. He's a teenager, man. What are you going to do? Yeah, be a little smarter, we maybe. We got to the time skip yet. Would you calm down? Oh, which one? It's like fucking eight of them in the comics. That's my one. That's my biggest critique of the comics, but whatever. Too many time skips. Um, so he's like, oh, the, yeah, those meteors. Uh, we'll just walk right this way and then yeah, we'll teach you. All, we'll tell you all about it. It'll be, it'll be Don't sick. Don't worry about it. The, the, the monarch about. will explain everything. And we get there and who's the monarch? It's, well, oh, it's his dad, Omni-Man. Oh, could have seen that coming. Um, so I knew about this. I knew that uh, Mark's dad goes on to become king of a bunch of fucking bug people. Mm, bug, um, bug, bug, bug. I knew that too. I read the comics. Right. Uh, I did not expect that quite yet, right? Don't you think it's a bit? I mean, it happens almost immediately. In the, it happens like a bit early. Oh, is it? Is oh, yeah. It really it's quick? like immediate. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because this this is important for like the rest of the season. Like this like sets up the rest of the plot line. I assume for this entire season. Mm-hmm. Also, I think this is our second. Our next week is our last episode of the year. I don't know if you knew that. It's been the season and a half. What you, you didn't hear about this? They're doing four episodes now, and then the next four come out later. I think I did know that. Now that you say, it. and you blocked it out because it's the worst news ever. It's it sucks, silly. and it's not going to look any better. <laughs> <laughs> That's dumb because they are already doing it week to week. Yeah. Why make it? It's yeah, not, this is like the worst of both worlds. Normally we're we're like, oh, Amazon, you kind of do fun to do the, oh, you do a couple episodes to binge at the beginning and then week to week and that's fun. This is like the opposite of that. And you hit, yeah. Do week to week and then nothing for months. And then split it for no reason? What don't don't the they know we have a fuck? podcast to do? That's dumb. That's annoying. It is. Very. <laughs> there it is. There's his pops. It's his pops. What will happen next? I mean, I know, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, well, I guess if it if because at first I was like, well, I'm I'm really I'm really inclined again to start reading the comics again now that I now that I watch it again and I'm into it, right? Mm-hmm. But then I was like, well, I should maybe I should at least finish this season first and then read the comics and then read the comics because it's always fun to watch it on TV first. I feel, um, you know, because whatever you read, you're gonna end up kind of taking a lot of the punch out of it. Mm-hmm. But not knowing that I gotta wait a fucking month or whatever, I might I might just take. Take that opportunity to read, read the rest up. of it. Yeah. Then you'll be, then you'll have my knowledge mm-hmm. for first once for the first time. I'm ahead. That's right, one and only. Uh, but yeah, excited for next week, and then to get no no invincible for the rest of the year. That's silly. It's very silly, very silly. But what are you gonna do? Anime takes a long time. Seth Rogen explained it to us. He mansplained animation to us all as Alan the Alien. I remember. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> Glad they karate chopped his arm right off. I just blew his eye out of his socket, but I had a real long stock. Gross. Gross. Blew his organs out. Grody. And then, yeah, we'll, we get to wait a fucking six more calendar years for the, the season three. <laughs> there, yeah. And maybe a movie, maybe? Who even cares? It's going to take forever. They're never going to finish. It's like I say for every t- TV show we've ever watched, but they're never going to finish at this rate. No. They'll I'll be an old man by the time they're done with Invincible. We'll be, you'll be old men before they finish House of the Dragon. I know. I know. I am already an older man than... <laughs> I'm an older man. I've grown old. I've grown quite weary. All right. You got anything else to say about Invincible? No, I don't think so. All right. It's, it's a fun show. Fun show. Could be better. Visually. Uh, <laughs> all right. We can attack, attack into the end here. So thank you, as always, for listening. So always, you can find us on wherever you get your podcasts. 
You can find us specifically on social media on Twitter at Akatech Jazz, Akatech J A Z, on Gmail at Akatech Jazz at gmail.com, or on Instagram at The Akatech Podcast. Our intro was done by a friend of the show, Joey B. You can find him on Joey B Music on Instagram. And uh, from there, you can find him on his various uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, maybe even Twitter links. So check out his music. Uh, he's good at it. And he's performing around, if he's in your area, performing. Check him out, too. Our logo is to my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. And as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We both have the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. And Godspeed. <laughs>